welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is comedian Kasim Gariba, aka Kasim G. So Kasim is uh, a prolific creator of hilarious content uh, in all forms. And I'm so glad I got to catch up with him because I hadn't seen him in years. And uh, he came over. We had a great chat about a million different things. Touched on some hot topics like Lindsay Lohan's new reality show, which I finally started watching thanks to Kasim's uh, recommendation. Holy shit. I actually got bored of it after like the third episode. I was like, I want this to be better. I want it to be so much more salacious and fun. But instead, it's just like Lindsay Lohan. And you'll hear Kasim do a great impression of her. It's just Lindsay Lohan fucking like with her accent, which is neither here nor there. It's whatever. I'm, I'm happy with the accent if she was saying more exciting things or, you know, I think I want her to be drinking. That's my problem. I have an idea of what she's supposed to be. And if she doesn't deliver, I'm upset. That's more about me. I'm happy she's getting healthy and she's trying to, you know, she's giving people a show about uh, partying. She's trying to give people what they want, but she's being kind of boring on the show. It's more about the uh, ambassadors at her hotel resort club in Greece than it is about her. She just walks through every once in a while and talks about how she's there. They're there. You know, she's the boss. They shouldn't disrespect her. She can fire them. They're ambassadors. They represent her. Blah, blah, blah. Yakety schmackety. I'm done with it. Three episodes in, it's over for me anyway. But, uh, Cassim and I talk about great stuff, sobriety, long distance relationships, the truth about the male libido. Cassim lifts the veil uh, you know, and, and, and lets us into the reality of the male libido, or at least Kasim's libido. And that's exciting. And I think you guys are going to enjoy that. Uh, talk about social media, porn, life, this, that, the other. Anyway, if you want to find out and uh, be friends with Kasim uh, G on your own time, I think you should. You should find him all over the internet. You should find him on Twitter at Kasim G and Instagram at G Messick. Uh, before I just throw us over to our conversation, uh, I want to talk about a few things. How are you guys? How's your week going? Is it? Really? Um, okay. Why didn't anybody tell me that Brad Pitt and Charlize Theron are dating? What the fuck, you guys? I can't believe it. I'm always the last to know. I had no idea. I was actually shocked. I don't read Perez Hilton. I don't read Page Six. I don't read. I don't watch TMZ or any of that garbage. I, I reserve that for like you know watching my Lindsay Lohan show uh, and all the Bravo reality TV uh, things. Uh, anyway, so there's only uh, there's only so much garbage I can consume. So when I when I was I was like sideswiped. I was like I can't believe this. This is this is information that wasn't trending on Twitter. I took a mild break from Instagram. Uh, which isn't even where I find out about gossip like this. I guess I haven't been leaving my house enough. Usually, like you know, you'll go to like Target or CVS, and you'll and uh, and for my uh, East Coast listeners, you'll you'll Dwayne Reed, and you'll walk past like an In Touch magazine or an Us Weekly, or maybe I'm not maybe I'm not getting my nails done enough, and so I'm not you know face to face with tabloids. But uh, yeah, I had no idea that they were dating, and. Uh, yeah. I feel like even if I was Charlize Theron and like she seems very confident, she is gorgeous, I would still be like, oh my God, he used to date Angelina Jolie and they have like 30 kids together. That's a lot of baggage. Even for Brad Pitt, it's too much. But I'm excited to see where that goes. Anyway, 
Um, ugh. The other day, I'm leaving my house and I'm about to get into a lift. A lift, not a lift line. For those of you who don't know what a lift line is, a lift line is like an Uber pool where it's like you carpool with other people. It saves you money on the ride. And I've taken lift lines before. I've done that before. If I have a lot of time and I, I just want to text and I don't want to be alone with a driver, yeah, I've done it. I've taken a lift line before. It's fine. I got over my ego and I'm like, whatever, I'm saving money. And I actually prefer it because I don't have to fucking talk to the driver about bullshit. And I don't have to be alone in the car with him or whoever. But I, I'm running late for a thing. Uh, I order a normal lift. I order a solo driver to pick me up to take me to my destination. The, the car arrives. The car arrives and there's another person in the passenger seat. And if you're asking, was it a male or a female? Well, I understand why you're asking. If, if, if there was a male passenger in the, in, in the car, that'd be more cause for alarm. But that's how dare you. Uh, I can be alarmed at anything. And I am alarmed by many things. And there was a woman in the car. And he didn't have male driver, female passenger I did not sign up for. And no license plate. No license plates on the car. Major faux pas. Major no-no. Uh, so I say, uh, at first I was confused. I was like, I was like, did I order a pool and not realize it? Did I order a lift line and forget? He was like, no, this is, I was like, well, then who's this? He's like, that's my wife. And his wife didn't even turn her head to me. She didn't even turn to face me. I was like, what is going on here? That's rude on a whole other level. And then I'm like, oh, well, where are your plates? Like, you don't have any plates. And like, I don't like, I'm sure you're nice, but like, I just feel like with all the stuff that's going on in the world right now and there's too many weird, I would feel really stupid getting into this car. I just, not with everything in the news about Uber murders and Lyft murders, mainly Uber murders, but whatever. Uh, same diff. Um, just with rapes and murders and weird shit going on. It's like, no, I'm not going to get in your, your license plateless car with this guest passenger uh, that there's no record of that I'm not paying for. What the fuck is this? But I was really polite and I was like, uh, I was like, oh, I'm sure you guys are really nice. I just can't do it. It makes me feel like I'm not taking the proper safety precautions. I just can't in my sound mind, but I just can't do it. And then the wife turned to me and she just looked at me and she like smiled. She was like smiling, like glazed over smile. And then he's like, okay, okay, bye. And I was like, bye. And they did seem genuinely lovely. I was like, well, that's nice. Like, they did seem like nice people, but like, but then I got a cancellation fee for $5, which $5, no big deal. Not a lot of money, but the principle of it is why am I getting, I was running late for a thing. I had to be somewhere at a certain time and now I have to pay $5 for a canceled ride. I didn't want to cancel, but I was forced to cancel because especially in 2019 with all the stories in the news about crazy things that are happening to men and women and even Uber, Uber cars and Lyft, whatever, it's dangerous. This is like not my fault. Why do I have to pay $5 to cancel a ride when I was just sticking up for myself and being smart and taking the necessary precaution. So I wrote to Lyft and I told them about the situation and they got back to me and apparently I think they fired the driver. I really doubt they fired the driver, but they're like, sorry, we can't give you your $5 refund, but we totally know where you're coming from. 
really not cool. Your safety is first and foremost uh, over here at Lyft. So we totally get why you didn't get in the car. That's ridiculous. Shame on him. We've taken the necessary action, but we can't give you your refund. I'm like, necessary action? Maybe the guy's just a bonehead who didn't put his plates on the car, but I also don't want him to know where I live and have just and have, have been fired. And maybe that just was his wife in the car and she's just jealous or they're cozy and codependent and love or maybe he's nervous to be in a car and alone, alone with people. And she, I don't know. Maybe he was just taking her somewhere. Who knows? I didn't want him to get fired. But, uh, I mean, they're alluding to that, but maybe it wasn't the case. But either way, we went back and forth uh, again and again, and then it was just got exhausting. And like the main thing was, I'm paying the five dollars for canceling the ride. I hope the driver. Uh, if you don't, if this podcast doesn't continue to come out and I go missing, it's because the driver came to seek revenge for me uh, complaining about him and getting him fired potentially uh, by Lyft. Anyway, that was something that was annoying this week. And another thing uh, that I just want, I just have all these things I just kind of want to vent about. Um, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I was telling you I watched all this trash television and I heard from somebody cool. I don't know who it was from. Oh my God. Maybe it was from like the Goop podcast. I don't know. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm embarrassed that I'm saying this now out loud. Uh, hello? Did you hear that? That crazy loud slam? Terrifying. Anyway, I was told that Dr. Pimple Popper was like a good, like a good show to watch that maybe I should get into the show. And I thought, you know, maybe cause it's like, you know, women, we all, I mean, I'm just going to lump us into one big category, which is a dangerous thing to do. Very dangerous, but I'm doing it. Um, cause it's kind of light and I feel like we'll all relate and I don't think it's like too scary, but blanket statements are terrifying and the root of a lot of problems, but I'm doing it. So, I love picking, I mean, I, I, I pick at my skin, you know, I get the endorphins, the endorphin rush that comes with like popping a pimple. Like what is it? Doesn't it create like, is it endorphins? This is a rush of something wonderful in my brain that makes me feel like, oh, oh my God, I can breathe again. Everything's going to be okay. I'm taking control in a, in a world that's with no control. In a world of chaos, I have a little bit of control and it starts here, popping this pimple on my face or plucking a hair or whatever. Anyway, well, because me and a lot of my girlfriends feel this way about popping our pimples and and uh, what have you, uh, I was told that I might like the show Dr. Pimple Popper. So I turn it on. It comes up uh, on the schedule of shows and I'm like, oh my God, it's a Dr. Pimple Popper marathon. Let me check this out. I turned it on. Oh my fucking God. Who can watch this show? Who can fucking watch this show? It's, in, it's insane. I turn, Maybe I turn on like a particularly... I mean, what, what did I expect? It's called Dr. Pimple Popper. But this lady looked like she had a... She had, it's like she had a, uh, a tumor on her head. And it was like a really crazy huge pimple. And the lady, like Dr. Pimple Popper, like opens it up with a razor blade and then it like pops and it's like, oh, she's like, whoops, sorry, I made a mess. Oh my God. I'm like, my eyes are closed right now and I'm like rubbing my forehead. This is like so intense thinking about it. Anyway, so if there was ever a section of the Love Alexi podcast where I recommend things, this is me uh, telling you not to watch that show. These are things I don't recommend. Pimple popper. My God, it was fucking crazy. Anyway, um, I just finished a book called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. 
is it Toll? Is it Tolle? I don't know. But um, it was a lovely book. I said I was kind of done with self-help. I don't want to consider this a self-help book, but it's totally a self-help book. But I'm already forgetting the gist of the book. But it just talks about like ego and wanting, and it's for people, or it talks about having a natural inclination to create pain for yourself, to go down a road of negative thinking and spiraling and to create suffering for yourself. I believe maybe that's the gist of the book. Maybe I've got to reread it. But uh, but it was interesting. And it's bizarre when I read these self-help books and it help, they help me become self-aware of you know my issues and what I have problems with and things that come up for me emotionally and in my relationships. But it doesn't mean that I'm solving the problems. But... Uh, but I do have an, an intense, acute awareness of my behavior. So I guess that's the first step. But here's what I'm committing to this year. After saying last week, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. No more, whatever. No more self-help, beating myself up over not doing all the therapy and the meditation and the hypnotherapy and yakety schmacky and all this stuff. Or I'm not doing yoga. Like just instead of beating myself up about it, if I don't do it, it's fine. But here's what I definitely know I need to do even from like two weeks of not doing anything, this is what I, my mother, my mom, mommy, told me I, I should definitely make sure I make time for every day. 20 minutes of meditation. Just 20 minutes of meditation, listening to the sounds of running water, 20 minutes just to quiet my thoughts and learn how to just think about nothing and to quiet my mind. Just practice quieting my mind because my goodness, does my mind go. It goes, I just make myself suffer more than anybody could ever about things that aren't even real and don't matter. So I'm back to making sure I meditate 20 minutes a day. And I have been listening to Abraham Hicks. If you don't know who that is, just Google Abraham Hicks. You'll find out for yourself because these are like just audio things I can listen to about any topic. You just type in the topic and Abraham Hicks, anything you're going through or spiraling over or worried about or dealing with. And they really do help. It's, a, it's incredible. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I want to start a new book. I don't know what that will be yet. I think I'm going to read uh, Born Standing Up, Steve Martin's autobiography, but not sure. Anyway, it's really neither here nor there. I've got nothing else to tell you about. I want to get to this podcast episode. If it's the last thing I do... Um, And I, I'm looking forward to doing another email reading episode where all I do is dedicate the entire show to reading your emails. My email address is dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Send me anything and everything you're going through and want to talk to me about. I have already so many emails I'm excited to read and I want to hear from more of you. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Uh, it really does help me grow this show more than you know. Um, the Love Alexi podcast is an independent podcast. It's a listener-supported show, so feel free to donate via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And all the donations are greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm going to shout out people who donate to the show, or if you want to remain anonymous, fine. Just let me know. But uh, that will be greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know... If you want to advertise on the show, send all advertising inquiries to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. 
And if you'd like to sign up for a big sister session with me, I would love that. Uh, Big sister sessions, all the info and to book a session, you can find all that in my Instagram bio. Just click that link in my Instagram bio at Alexi Wasser. Uh, it's where, you know, big sister sessions are where I serve as the big sister you never knew you needed or wanted. I, uh, you come to me, tell me what you're going through and I will talk you off the ledge, give you incredible advice and just to hold your hand through whatever you're going through and, uh, and give you the advice, uh, you know, that'll make you feel calm and better about whatever the situation is you're dealing with. Um, trust me, I've done a bunch of them. And, f- and now until February 14th, I'm offering them to men. Usually I only give big sister sessions to women because I thought, you know what? I love women. Let's leave it at that. Let's be cozy. Let's have it be like a slumber party, girl time, girl talk sesh. Fantastic. Women of all ages, uh, sexual orientations, ethnicities, just women. But now I thought, you know what? I have a lot of guy friends who ask me for advice about uh, dating or whatever they're going through. Um, And I thought, well, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. If some uh, heterosexual guy wants to woo a girl and wants uh, to pick a girl's brain, pick my brain about what women are thinking, what they want, yakety-schmackety, all of that, uh, now is the time. I want to get guys all primed up and ready to go to be the best Valentine's Day date, the best boyfriend they can possibly be. So uh, yeah, big sister sessions, male or female, whoever you are, if you want one, click the link in my Instagram bio and I look forward to chatting with you via Skype, wherever you are in the world. I do them via Skype. And uh, you know what? Uh, There's nothing else to talk about. I said it all. I said all the stuff. Sit back relax. I hope you enjoy, because I know I did, my conversation with comedian Kasim G. Hello. All right, we're podcasting. Oh my God, it's happening! Wait, let me turn my phone off. Okay, you guys, Kasim just got here and I insisted we just jump right into podcast. It's, it's literally been years. Is this okay? This is great. Thank you might, so much. Is, oh, thank you. I'm okay. You guys already missed out on the I fact miss, that... I miss you. I miss this place. Really? It's been... You look so handsome. Dude, oh, yeah, I forgot how handsome you are. You've always been so nice to it's, me. Uh, have I? Yeah. Okay, good. I don't know. Well, I mean, at like, least when it comes to my looks. Oh, okay. Oh, God. You know how insecure I can be. Are you insecure? Of course. But I think, <sighs> look, Cass a few years ago versus Cass now. Tell me everything. 2019 Cass, so much, so much better. We're only 15 days and in. And you get headphones and I get nothing. Well, because I, you know, it's yeah. really, uh, you know, it's... Uh, I don't just have a lot of money just here. Just let me know how I sound. You I sound great. Do you want to wear the headphones? No. Okay. That'll be fun. That'll be a podcast. Love Alexi first. If you insist on wearing the headphones, it's like, uh, do you ever watch? Of course you don't. Do you ever watch Bravo? Um, Bravo TV. Okay. I don't think I watch the Bravo shows, but I did. I did just stumble upon the Lindsay Lohan show, which I think could be the new. I can't <laughs> wait for that show. And she was actually on Andy Cohen's Bravo Inside the Clubhouse live talk show or whatever. Oh, cross promotion. Cross promotion because she was plugging her new show. But I was just going to say, sometimes on uh, the Clubhouse show that Andy Cohen has... Mariah Carey will be a guest and she insists on sitting in his seat because it's her better side. So I was going to say, if you wore my headphones, it would be like, you're like the Mariah Carey of the Love Alexi Alexi Podcast. Who is the bigger mess? You or me? Mariah Carey. Oh, Mariah Carey or... Or Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Okay. If I can just just touch on this show, just very briefly, because I don't want... 
the uh, show? The Lindsay Lohan show. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please. Before we get into anything important. Okay, good. I stumbled across, and by stumble, I mean I set my DVR to record it on purpose. It's like, already on? Yes. And I, there's been three episodes. And what? I, I'm sorry if there's a lisp because I have Invisalign now and I, I have a lisp when I talk. You look great. We'll get into that. We'll also get into that. Okay, I'll write that down. This show's fantastic because it's a three prong attack on re, on your reality show fantasy, right? It's got it stars Lilo, okay, who's a who's a just a mess, right? <sighs> it's yeah. got. The, the real world aspect and the fact that there's seven or eight of these VIP hosts that work at this beach club, yeah. she, she hand selects hosts to come be VIP hosts at her place. So each one of these guys are a personality in are their own spoilers? Because I don't care. I, no, I'm no, happy no. to be spoiled. There's no, there's no spoiling. This is just the format of the show. Love it. And then the other, the third tier is the clients that they bring in. To that are big spenders, like our whales that come spend money at the beach club that the VIP hosts have to take care of that Lilo needs to make sure have a great time. Okay. And she's got the accent still. Oh, she does? Yeah. It, I, I can't do it, but it's it's very much like when you're when you're here at this club, I want everyone to have a good time because when you're here, you're representing Lindsay Lohan and uh, you are an ambassador. You're just not a VIP host. You're an ambassador. It doesn't sound like that, but the... Keeping in mind that she's 100% American, I think it's, I think for that reason alone, yeah. it's worth it. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like practically, I'm drooling. I'm like salivating about this show. I didn't even know it was on. I don't even have MTV and I have Sling, but I don't have MTV attached to my Sling. You have a Sling? Well. Did you walk into a Best Buy and then they just saw an easy mark and then they were like, let's sell No, I let's steal sell this it. Woman. I steal it from oh, a friend. Better. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I steal my Netflix, I steal my Hulu, my what Amazon. What vibe you've set up in here? You like my place? If, I don't know if the listeners really get a a, a clue into what, it, what it's like, Tell the atmosphere them. that you've built. Tell them. But it's, <laughs> right away, it's minimalist. Thank you. Clean. Thank you. Smells great. <sighs> There's some crystals and a candle on a table, all rose-colored items. Your notebook's got roses on it, your phone's rose your compact, your what looks like chapstick lip balm. There are roses on my notebook. Are you lying to my listeners? Rose colored. All right. This part. I guess it's orange. All right. Well, that's nice. I know. I get it. I don't want to go get it. Anyways, Thank sorry. you. No, no, I love this, it. <laughs> I, this is all stuff that should have happened maybe off air. No, I like it. I want it on air. I mean, okay. my God, I keep looking just to make sure everything's recording. Four minutes and 27 seconds in, and we're thriving. We're screaming. Well, this is great. We're screaming. Okay. You look great, by the way. Thank you, you very much. You have lost weight. You can tell. Yeah, but it's not like something's wrong. You've lost weight. Oh, that's it's my like, goal, actually. I want you to be like, are you okay? So it, I can be like, thank you. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely like you probably tried to like take care of Myself? yourself in a way. Like maybe you're eating. You didn't look bad. Am I doing a... No, I love this. Don't this stop. Is, this is great. You looked great before, but I just feel like it's like tight. Everything's tighter. Everything's tighter? You know? Thank you. I, I don't, I don't it's disagree. It's not a compliment. No, it's a compliment. <laughs> Fuck you. It is a compliment. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I think uh, I got into a relationship and I got so anxiety ridden. I'm already an anxious person, but I... Alexi? Me? You? Anxiety. Oh, you could tell. You knew that about me too? No. Well, you're just, you've got a lot in your mind, on your mind all the time. Yeah. You do too. Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we'll get to you. This is a, actually think, a love but, letter to you. But this. yeah, but nowhere near. Maybe I internalize more. Yeah. I internalize. I externalize the internal. You externalize. Yeah. I should keep it in. You That's, double down on the externalization. 
Oh God. But uh, yeah, so I got so anxiety ridden, I think, and I lost 20 pounds and I was already fine. I felt like, I mean, I felt Some would like... say, yeah, you were perfect. Okay. <laughs> but now. <laughs> Too perfect. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went on Zoloft recently. I went on like three months ago. I went on a 25 milligram uh, dose of Zoloft, which I'm still anxiety ridden. that's a downer? Is it a downer? It's more of a like, hey, here's some more serotonin. Oh, okay. Relax. I wonder, yeah, I probably could use... Are you on anything? No. No antidepressants. None of my business. I, no, no, if no, I I'm ask not. I, okay. I, I sh- I, maybe I should be. I, I don't feel... I've always been very anti... Antidepressants? The, that was Me a problem too. in my family. Like there was an, an abuse of... of Prescription drugs. Oh, really? Yeah, not from me. Yeah, but, you know, in and, the family. and I don't want to single out this person. Yeah, but if you know my family, it's like one per- possible person. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, but God. that was when you know when when he was a lot younger, and 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 it's just like I've always been very uh, careful, and and when I was doing you know things, I always kind of stayed away from pills. That. Pills. Yeah, because yeah, I are knew dangerous. like I can already tell like it's. My body chemistry would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. But Zoloft is just like pretty tame well, over I, the counter. Well, I'm one of these people who was like, oh, antidote. Like, it's fine if other people take them. But really, I was like secretly very judgmental. I was like, oh my God, never. I would never take antidepressants. And then I just got to the point where I was just so like in the fetal position, couldn't move, overanalyzing everything to the point of like more so than ever, not in a cool, artsy, interesting, maybe way. Mm-hmm. It was just more like, I can't do anything because I'm panicking and believing all the voices in my head. Instagram spiraling, uh, searching for something. Social media is like... Oh, my God. It's got to be 90% of what causes us. I think the stigma of antidepressants should is almost gone, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I'm trying it, to help it go yeah, away. Okay. No, no. I, I, I know so many people, and, and it's like, why should you be you know, afraid of just trying to take care of your body. Well, then also I just thought like, okay, so if I judge antidepressants and think they're horrible, but I'm at such a low point and I'm like really at a low point, I thought, well, might as well try this thing. It's better than the lowest point that I'm at. So, and then it just made me feel a little bit more like, oh, I can live my life. It's And it's, I'm still me because I used to always think, oh, I'll turn into a robot. <laughs> but I'm I'm a little bit too much more me. I, I'm too me. I, I thought I was going to be, I wouldn't mind Alexa, being more. It's too me. I'm too me, even on the difference. I was hoping they would uh, try to make me a little bit more robotic or I don't know. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to up the dose because I want to be invincible because I don't want, I want to just be like, nothing can, like nothing affects me, mm-hmm. but that's no good. That's not the goal. Anyway, how are you? You got to let stuff in every once in a while. You yeah. got to let stuff permeate. I'm fine. I'm great. Like I'm okay. What are you up to? Tell me everything. How long has, There's how, really has it been? There's really not a whole lot. It's going to be a quick catch up. It's- it is? Wait. How's your brother, Omar? He's great. I love him. He's I- fantastic. He works, he was working over at Jash, uh, uh, Jash which okay. Got purchased by Group Nine Media, which is a exclusive. A, I think they own Discovery or Discovery owns that. It's, it's one of these. What, so what happened with Jash? No more Jash. Well, Jash is still intact, and they still, but they're just not called Jash anymore. Oh, are you looking at your watch? No, I just got a call. Oh, you did on your cool iPhone watch? Yeah, iWatch. What is that? Call. I got a call from my buddy. Oh, it's, and it's it's timely because okay. I am going to do something. Are we okay? Yeah. What happened? It's, is somebody somebody knocking the door. In? Hello. <laughs> Uh, again, once again, we're podcast. Every time I try to podcast, there's a garbage truck going down uh, past the studio, aka my apartment. Yeah, or some like. It, it adds to the atmosphere and the feel. It's texture. 
When you were on Nerdist, did you do it from here still? No, I did it at Meltdown Comics, upstairs at Meltdown Comics. And like Pete Holmes had his podcast and he'd leave and then I'd go up and I was like, oh my God, I feel so cool. I'm like, it's like never ending story up above the comic book Mm -hmm. store. I felt like I belonged. Yeah, but actually it's nice having it in my house too, but there's no more Meltdown, no more Nerdist. I think this is great. I think you have to go like, you're doing this all yourself. You produce it yourself. Yes. And I think a mistake I made, because I did a podcast out of my backyard couple of years or on, in 2017 and it, I went out the gate with too much. What do you mean? I had like, it was a live show. We could have just did live to tape, but it was live. Oh my God. And it was like three cameras and it was like a guest. It was um, sketches that we would shoot during the week. Like we really tried to make something interesting. Yeah. And we, and I thought we did a pretty good job and it evolved, but like it, the best things kind of like build upon itself over time. And we just came out the gate with way too much. And, it, you know, and it just, it just didn't, the audience didn't, most of my audience on YouTube, the, the audience that's still there was like, what's, where's, what's this? Oh, they didn't understand. You have such a following. How many followers do you have on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. It a doesn't lot. matter anymore. It None doesn't. Of them, be, there's been a mass exodus. What? And they're, what no. are you talking about? Well, the things are very different on YouTube. I don't. I I can't even tell you the last time I logged into my YouTube channel. Oh my I god! I haven't put a video up since 2017. Are you serious? But but that's going to change. Okay. I think probably this year. Um. Wait. So what are you doing now then? No YouTube. Okay. So there's been. Who are you? <laughs> What's happening? Me and my buddy Rob. I met Rob on a pilot that we did together, and me, him, and like. This other guy, Joe Perino, we were all castmates and like we were fast friends, like yeah. super fast friends. Sometimes you do a thing and then you like you meet the other actors and it's like, oh, cool. Uh, like we'll just be friends for two weeks and then we'll all go do our regular life yeah. separate from each other. We did um, the pilot and then we just like stayed friends and we stayed in touch. And at the time they were living in New York, so I, I would go out to New York to see them. Is this when you do videos with Kyle Mooney too or... Did you this was after that. After, because I remember you guys did a group thing together at the. You're all talking anyway. Different thing. Yeah, I did see Kyle in, or I saw Dave in New York for Brigsby Bear, the premiere. Yeah, my girlfriend lives in New York. She lives in Brooklyn. So you're I in a long distance relationship. Yes, can't wait to get into that. It's, is that is that off limits? No. Okay, because anything off limits, you just have to go. I fuck normally off. don't look. I normally don't talk about this stuff. But get the mic Alexa, closer you to your mouth. A, you have a way. I do have a way. You have a way to disarm. Like I haven't seen you in years, and it's like we're we. It's like we haven't stopped talking. Are you serious? Hello. <laughs> I said somebody's trying to break in at all times. Come it's on, Cass. Old, focus on the podcast. Yeah, focus on the podcast. I have a way. Thank you for saying that. No. Well, okay. So I was thinking about this on the way over because I, I would listen to your last ep- your last episode of the pod, and I was like. She's so good, and I think this is probably, and you know it, and this is why you do the big sister things, because you have, you're so good at, at disarming people quickly and letting people kind of talk about things that they don't normally want to talk about, or maybe they do, but they don't feel safe enough to. That's your gift. Oh, my God. I believe you, but Remember it's like so funny Remember how quick we became friends? It was yeah. It was like over like a week. We were best buds. Yeah, it was like super best buds. Only a week. Yeah, it, it's it was well, intense. It was well over. It was over like I think a couple months or something. Yeah, it became it became quick friends. Really yeah. Quick. So I kind of had one of these quick friend things with these two guys on this pilot I met. One is one is this guy Rob. 
One is this guy, Joe. Um, but me and Rob want to do a podcast together with his friend, Jamie. They were both on The Sopranos. I don't, I feel weird saying that. I love that. That's my favorite show. Okay, great. So, um, Who are they playing I, 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 I think they're both great. I haven't finished The Sopranos. So you don't even know who they play? I'm surely they No, I know you. who they play. Okay, who? Because he, he played the son, he played AJ Soprano, and she played the sister. What? Yeah. Wait, these two? Wait, so AJ and uh, what's the name? A- what are their real names? AJ Soprano. So Rob Eiler um, and Jamie Lynn. These are the people you're doing your thing with? Yes. And I, I, don't, I don't know Jamie as well. So it's, it's like Rob knows her and he's kind of brought us together. He's like, well, I think all three of us have a really great vibe. And I've been trying to do a podcast post this other podcast I did for a while. He plays poker in Vegas, like. He's he's there for poker. Yeah. So after the World Series of Poker this summer, he's moving out, and then we're all gonna start a podcast. So this is a six month notice. Oh my god! So anyone listening, if you six months from now, if you're like if no, you're around, and you, you have want nothing to do, and you really want something good to consume, plus, there's just like not enough podcasts. Yeah. Around. People really need to start podcasting. Yeah. So it's gonna be. It's gonna it's gonna be new and like we'll probably want to be the few people doing it, but I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to like, un, you know, charting that territory, yeah. navigating those waters. Yeah. yeah. And I, any advice you have would be great. Okay. Well, you've you've actually been doing it longer than most people. You have Boy Crazy Radio. Oh my god, you remember that? I told that. my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm going to my friend Alexi's podcast, and I was like, I think it's Boy. No, it's not Boy Crazy. It's something new now. She's like, Is it Love Alexi? I'm like, Yeah. How do you know? She's like, I know that podcast. Are Serious? So she's probably listening. I hope she is. Hello. Hey, hey, honey. Hey, babe. Oh my god, this is incredible. So, what are you guys going to do? You got to get in the same town. I've done long distance relationships. By the way, all your creative, uh, you know, uh, endeavors sound exciting. We're going to go right back no, to those. I but I want to get into I've the love stuff. I've already spoken to those. No, I love it. And by the way, wait, where can we see your? Uh, wait, it was like a talk show. Will there be a video component to this new thing coming up in six months that everybody is like waiting with bated breath for? Yeah. I, there's there's always no, a video component. I don't know. See, I don't do the video component because I, I would there's, get too self conscious. I'd be like starting regular. You're just starting with audio. We have my friend George who produces um, Tiger Belly, um, Bobby Lee's podcast. Oh, he's good bud. I've worked with him for a long time. He, you know, I don't really. I don't George. If you're listening to this, I don't know if you are. We don't really need you, but I like you enough to ha- to bring you on as a producer. Get him involved. Why not? But it's a very small, small setup. Starting mellow, small, great. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and um, it, we may turn out like it may turn out terrible, and we may not even like working together. And and no so negativity on this tried, podcast. But we're where can we see what you did before in your backyard? And I it's on my a, YouTube channel. It's on your YouTube channel, yeah. which it is was an hour long forward slash Casim G. G. Yeah, um, it was an hour long video podcast. I did it out of my backyard in Culver City. There's that lisp, and um, I love it. There's uh, I have one I, too. We did it like in front of my airstream in my backyard, and it was like it was great, but it was a lot of work. Oh, it sounds like a lot of work. No money, and no it, money. it cost Josh a ton of money because it was like a big operation. Um, okay, so let's start over to what I want to talk about. Please, long distance relationship. How'd you guys meet? What are you doing? What are the long term plans? I mean, my God, of course, your girlfriend better be listening. She totally is listening. How could Shh. she not? If you're on this podcast. Hey, honey. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's see. We met. Well, okay. I'll been? describe her to you. She's 5'11". She's redhead and she is fiery. Yeah. She is a fireball. Sounds great. She reminds me of X-Men. Like um, like one of the characters in X-Men? Who's yeah. Like Jean Grey. Like 
Well, she a little bit more like rogue too. I, I'm sure this is going to go well over well with your audience, but she's like a. I guess she could be like a rogue in the streets and like a a Jean Grey in the sheets. Oh my goodness! I barely I understood that. that. Yeah, she's but, not uh, a psychic, and but she she's sounds great. Neat. Yeah, she's she's like a. She's got a very strong personality. She's she's like loud and funny. She's not loud, but she she's like, like funny. And she's got strong opinions about things. Sounds like she, me. She's super compassionate. 5'11". I'm 5'11". Compassionate. This is great. Okay, wait. So all these she's wonderful compassionate. things. She's compassionate. She's like... She, listens to my podcast. She listens to your podcast. Great taste. Yep. And if you just look in that mirror right there, you'll see her. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> it was you. No, she's she's so great. It and, was you um, along. But yeah. I, I had trouble adjusting to that being in a relationship yeah tell me about it sober and being in in a relationship after being sober and like you're already faced with being sober you're you're faced with like all your emotions and things are just always like at the surface by the way everybody Casim is sober what he's trying to tell you is he is sober i'm he's sober sober. you guys okay leave him alone and um, yeah if you didn't hear it i'm sober (laughs) And I'm pr- and I'm and I'm I'm happy. He's not ashamed, and he shouldn't be. Keep going. No, and and for a while I was like, oh, I can't tell anyone that because it's like super, it's super dweeby to like not drink and not smoke weed because I smoked a lot of weed because you didn't really and drink. I did oh, it did on you? like on YouTube or like on, I was like on getting Doug with high for like you know fourteen fifteen times. So it's like you were? people just saw like oh there's that guy he's like he's that stoner guy that wears uh, sweaters and he's into Bigfoot and he's you know he, he's. Yeah. <laughs> He's that guy. And then so for a while I was like, ooh, I, I better just keep this to myself. And I don't I don't really mind speaking to it, but I just don't have a ton of experience with it. So I don't I can't like I can't have a ton of wisdom about it. And I don't have a ton of wisdom. I'm just like happy to be sober right now. And, and that's and you, great. And this you don't have to have a lot of wisdom about it. Your wisdom about but, it is your experience. With exactly. It. So wait, what would but you But it does color of? my relationships and everything like I do now what do you mean? in a different way. Like, Why? Well you're more present? You have to be. You can't run from anything, you know. And it's it's such a such a bummer. Um, all my ex girlfriends really missed out <laughs> on this <laughs> version feel, of you, right? Yeah. I feel terrible. I feel terrible for just the version of the person I was. Oh my god! So self centered and like, but um, everyone grows in their own you know timeline and and on their own terms. So it's you know things happen the way they happen, and and it's. Uh, yeah, don't worry about that past stuff. This is this is where you you're at now. That's much. great. Yeah. Isn't it great that people can grow and evolve and change? You have you have to. And some people else. never do. So that's why know, yeah. you don't have to. And people don't. don't. And that's the fact that you are, and I get what you're saying, is I have too. And I have friends and like even my mom will tell me sometimes she'll go, Well, you just know that everything you're mad at me for from your childhood and her past, you know how you're changing? I'm changing and I've changed too. And she has. And and when people do change for the better and evolve, oh my God, thank God that they're not sleepwalking through life anymore. Yeah. But okay, so what was your rock bottom? How long has it been and why did you get sober? Um, it'll be two two years at the end of the month. So it's wow. not a lot of time, but it's like the last two years have been, my memory's always been so hazy and like, I can't really recall things. Like if you ask me like, when did you do that thing? Like I would be, I'd have a lot of trouble telling you what year it was or like what, especially what month and what happened. And But the last two years have been pretty like clear visually, like crystal clear of how they've gone. And and I've had to pay attention to a lot of it. It was at the tail end of a relationship that I was in. And it just like, wasn't a great, wasn't a great ending to a relationship. And I wasn't 
I wasn't being like I just I wasn't happy. There was like a lot of things I was um probably running from or like just not trying to deal with and every day I just fell into some sort of like pattern and it, and it, and I just wasn't like I wasn't moving forward in my life like the way I wanted to. So eventually you do that long enough then you kind of like all right I got something's got to change. Either like I'm going to go backwards a lot or I'm going to try and move forward an inch. So I just tried to move forward an inch a little bit. And and so far it's been great. There's it's not all it's not always easy and it's and I was thinking about this on the way over here. It's like I I'm like, I bet she's going to ask how I'm doing. And it's like, how do I really answer that question? I'm just like, okay. And I'm totally all right with okay. Yeah. I think in the past there was a lot of, I have to be, like, I can't celebrate a victory. I have to, because that's lame. You have to like focus on the next thing or else you're not like moving and shaking in this industry. You're like, you're not doing enough. And you have to pause every once in a while. And maybe that's just like what losers say. I don't know. No. Uh, I don't know. No, no, but I get what you're saying. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what losers say, Uh, but I'm totally okay with just being where I'm at because I know it's like I'm moving in the direction, albeit slowly, I'm moving in the direction that I want to move towards. Yeah, because you're still driven and you have still things you have, you want to do and accomplish. So, yeah, I mean, there's one things thing I, I want to do and yeah. like that's fine. And, it, and if it takes me a while to do them, that's great. And It would have taken you longer before. But there was a while where it was just like I didn't want to leave my house and I didn't want to do anything when I was, you know, drinking and like there was just I didn't I didn't care if I wasn't moving forward. It was like I'm all right. Just like I don't need to leave the house today. Yeah. I think you experienced that a lot when like I would you know, we'd try and go hang out, and then I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta drive out there." Uh, oh God! Yeah, maybe I gotta see if I can get a dog sitter, and it's like, "I'll get back to you." Oh, um, all right. Yeah, I mean, there's, and it's so easy not to leave your house now. Oh yeah, like Postmates I'm, and Uber Eats. I'm, I'm lucky if I, but I, you know, I, I, I exercise. I do a lot of things that forces me to leave the house. Well, did somebody say something to you or are you just like, oh my God, I'm smoking a lot of weed. I'm drinking alcohol. This is the clear thing that needs to change. Or did, did a bunch of girlfriends say that? Did friends say that? Or you just knew? I think, I think that's like a combination of a lot of it. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, like you're right, dude. Or, you know, like what's, uh, like what, what's going on with you? And like, there's just like a tone people take with you but you you know it about yourself the whole time, right? So it's like whenever anyone catches on to it, you're like, oh, that person can see me, can see right through me, you know. So it's 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 okay if you decide to do something about it, you know. And and for people, it's different. Sometimes you can go a really long time in that rut without being motivated enough to like do something about it. I think I was lucky enough to like catch it when I did. And Cause didn't you start Maker? Studios? Yeah, did but you inv- create that and sell it? And so I you did. Could- I and, and I was in a very fortunate position where I like had enough money to where I, I. But I think also that contributed to a lot of the drinking or whatever, staying static and not moving. Because you had a cushion, or you felt like you, you know. I didn't have to like go do anything. Oh, I love that. It's not, it's not part of that. Sounds great. Yeah, but yes, I get what you mean. Where you're like, oh, I can just hole up and yeah. be kind of cozy and yeah, yeah. At the worst, like at, at at some of my worst times, like I bought a home, you know. And oh I was like, yeah. I was like, huh? Oh, okay. Like, it's wow. hard. It's hard to convince somebody. I think like 
maybe you should like take better care of yourself when like you just bought your first home and like I things are going well and yeah. And you're like, so what if I like smoke weed a lot? It's like, did, did been, you own a home? Well, you are very young. And that is a lot because you started, I've totally blanked on the fact that you started Maker. I co-founded I co- a company and it was all very much based on like timing and being in the right place at the right time. I was very lucky yeah. to be in that position. That's huge. Um, but at, there, there is a time where you just like pat yourself on the back too much and then it just like becomes, um, it becomes more of like, well, I don't really need to go do something right now. I, I can just stay home today. And it's not a, it's not a motivator really. Like, yeah. And then you're like, but now what? Now we got to move forward. You can't yeah. just wall in the fact that you had this success. It's weird because I did this kind of similar thing. It's slightly different, but I, I got married to the story of the fact that like, oh, I sold shows, but they never went. So I was kind of congratulating myself for having done something, but also they were failures they weren't failures or learning, but they didn't go anywhere. And then I got so like, I would just tell that story all the time. And then I realized, oh my God, it's been almost 10 years since any of that happened. Stop telling that story. Like what's next, idiot? Like, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like create new stories. Like this isn't like who you are and, and nobody cares. Right. Like, so on to the next yeah, you thing. Yeah, te- we tell ourselves things that like make it okay for um, the behavior that we're doing and to give ourselves an identity i did this thing and now i can do that like it's yeah. like but it's like anyway but uh okay so two years about two years being sober you meet this girl so the only reason i yeah, i bring up the sober fact right is because now it's like my first relationship where it's i don't have any sort of numbing agent or like crutch or something to, yeah. to make it easier wow I love and that. it's it's been it's been like Fantastic, and it's been a great experience. But like, it's not easy to be in a long-term relationship. So there's like a lot of f- us figuring out how each other works without us looking like and and reading physical cues, and like it's just all over the phone. Oh. And like, and it's I should do. Distance. I but I hate FaceTiming, and I hate doing that stuff. So it's like, I, I could do. You know, it's like I'm missing. I'm missing a, a big piece of the communication, like the, the nonverbal stuff. But is the long distance another like buffer? Cause I remember I used to be, I used to be in long distance relationships only exclusively. This is my first one ever. Well, I would be in those. And for me, I, I realized later it was like, Oh, that's why I don't have to get close to someone. Right. And I'm saying about, about me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. And have. that's a great point. And you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's true, but um doesn't have to be true. I'm just my story. No, because there there is like a a big part of me that's just like it would be just so much better if we were in the same place. How'd you meet? We must uh, have been in the same place I, then. We, we've been we have the same we've been friends on Facebook for like, I don't know, almost ten years. Like I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but we have mutual friends. And she's from San Diego, so she comes out here and I, I go out there. I don't recommend long distance if you if you can avoid it. Yeah, great. Um, but if you're really doing it, it should be something you like are you you have like a vi- like not a vision of how the future goes, but something like you really want to. You have to be okay with going through like a lot of ups and downs because it's you have to see that it's worth it. And you have to. I feel like feel like you have to have an end goal. Wait, had I already been in my long distance relationship with the musician guy before I met you? Or was that after you? I, I'm not sure. I think I think you might have. After I knew you, 
I think maybe it was around. The, I remember you talking about a musician guy. I mean, God, there's, there's so many. Was he into I'm, drugs? Uh, smoking a lot of pot. Mm, that sounds familiar. I may have had that relationship after I, I met you. And after we stopped, like, we didn't stop talking. Our lives just went, we, oh, yeah, because we pitched a show together and it didn't go. And then it was like, oh, we tried to pitch a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how we, we know each other, you guys. Yeah, because we got paired up to pitch a show. Yeah. And some idiots were just like, didn't see uh, the vision and the chemistry that we had. We would have been great yeah, yeah. co-hosts for a show. I know. It see? was great. And, and I, but to me, it's like, oh, I met, I see, I look back on it. I'm like, I met a really cool person and I'm, and I, and I have you. That's me, right? You're in my, yeah, you're in my, like. Solar system of like really cool people. Thank you. I feel the same and way. That, about and you. I don't care if the show went or not because it's like shows come and go all yeah. the time, as you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but moving forward for new stories and creating new things. But uh, yeah, and the same thing oh. when, when I met my buddy Rob and Joe, it's like we met on a pilot that didn't go, but we're still like great pals. Yeah. So it's, it's all like part that's of your story. The, the long term stuff is what I'm more interested in. Well, I was in this long distance relationship for like a year and a half, and I just kept thinking, Okay, but are you going to move to LA at some point? And yeah. he kept saying like, "Oh yeah," but he hated and LA. He was where? He was in just in Seattle. Oh, okay, that's way owned, easier than New York. Oh, right? but he owned a house in Seattle. Okay, so like, if you own a house here and she's in an apartment there, it's easier for her to come here because you own a house. Yeah, and she's from San Diego, so it's like yeah, so she's used to the West Coast, right? But uh, so eventually, the end of our relationship was when he finally I went, "Are you ever moving to LA? Are you ever like just be honest with me?" And he was like, no, I hate LA. I'm never moving to LA. And I was like, okay, well, we have to break up then. Because like, it was just never going to happen. Yeah. And I think, I think like two people in a long distance relationship, they have to be like, being like, okay, we're going to, whether they have to finish school first or whatever the reason, or they have to finish up their job or something. I don't know. You have to have an end goal in sight. But it's hard to do that if you're you, only dating for like five you months. Do, exactly. And it's like, how do you really broach no, you, that conversation? I think we've done a good job of it. And I think ultimately... How long she would move out here. How long? Uh, oh God! I, she, of course, she's listening to this well, episode. Yeah, officially dating, it's like just over a year and a half. Oh, a year and a half. Yeah. I've so been... it's and I, and I've been in like before that I was in like a long term, and before that I was in a long term. Oh, really? They were all. I think when you met me, I was just out of one. Oh yeah. Um, and then that one was on and off a little bit. So it's like, I I like, I I I think a lot of people. Don't like to be alone, but I have been alone, and it's like it's great. I mean, I always have to be like, I am I in a relationship because I feel like that's something I need. Like I don't like being alone, or no, I I just like being in a relationship that works. If it's not work, if I'm not in a relationship, that's okay. I just happen to be in one at the, at the moment. Yeah. Because um, you like her and you want to talk to her and spend yeah. time with her and she's worth it and she enhances your life? I think so. Sounds like. <laughs> you can keep, yeah, keep saying all those things. I feel like, I mean, that's, I think that's the point to be in a relationship. Yeah, because I love being alone. But I also hate that when I fall in love, uh, that it makes me feel weak because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, now this person matters to me. They have power over me. It makes me really upset sometimes. That's so stupid. Is that, do you ever feel that way? No. You're better than I am. <laughs> You're more well, healthy. No, I, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I, I feel like when somebody loves me back, it's like that's so cool of them. Like, oh like yeah, how, how cool of them to give me that charity. Like, I, know, <laughs> actually, like, I might go the other way. I, I feel the same way, but then sometimes I'm like, can I believe it? Or I don't believe sure. it. But you sound very healthy, 
I hope it rubs off well, on there's me a today. Lot, there's a lot of work to be done still. In, I'm just better than, than I was, which is great. It's fine. Are you in therapy? No, I'm not. I should be. Um, well, that's what today is. But I think, I think um, I'm, I'm no way, like I'm not against it in any way. I just, I'm, I'm not right now. But uh, Oh my God, did we get too real on this podcast today? No, I, I, I'm trying to think of like, there was a time where I did reach out to one and it's like my friend had one um, who was, I was like, oh, I want that therapist. And then I contacted her. She's like, I'm full up. I'm and I was, full yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I'm at capacity. And then she gave me the number of some other guy. And then I just used that as an excuse to like not follow through. Cause it was like, it was like 200 or $300 a, a session. She was like, hi. She was like, oh my God. She's like super fancy, fancy pants. That's too much. Um, My therapist is one twenty. Yeah, what a deal! What a deal! What a steal! And then my the psychiatrist I went to once or twice to get the prescription for these meds. Uh, He's three hundred a pop. I could never get into a thing where I would see him every week. That's insane. I've only seen him twice. Yeah, that's it. And I'm never. It's got to be good. Like I three hundred dollars a pop. No, you've got to be making breakthroughs every fifteen minutes. No, and you don't, and that's a bummer. That's you should be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I just want to make sure. Okay, wait. So, I mean, I feel like I got way too real with you. No, but did I did I not answer? No, you totally did. Okay. But, but what is the plan? I'm with trying this? to be open. No, I love it. I just, I, I always fear like, because uh, sometimes I'll have like people on the podcast and I will be disarming and I don't realize that. And then I always get that phone call or that text like a day and a half later being like, hey, so I've been thinking... Um, I don't know. Can you just like cut out that 40 minute chunk where I, uh, and I'm like, no, like, yeah. uh, but you're a performer. So I always feel like, yeah, anything I say is like fair game. Um, okay. Good. And plus you're, yeah. And I, and I don't have to do podcasts if I don't want. So it's like, I only kind of do them with people. I did one recently with somebody I didn't know, but other than that, mm, I who is that? Uh, was it a good experience? Some girl, some girl, Lauren, she was on, she, she was uh, on YouTube as hey, well. Stop but, talking about other people's podcasts I'm on sorry. my show. Okay. She, um, I didn't. <laughs> Okay, let me just laugh. My you're what over. matters. Thank you. Thank you. And you're an OG. I feel like you you kind of know what you're doing. And you have a real audience, like people that have been listening to you for years. Oh like there God. are probably girls that listen to you that were in like sixth grade and now they're in college. Oh Is my God. Crazy? I'll be at some, you know, party in the hills in Tinseltown, which I actually don't go to very often. But also, one time I ended up at a party in Tinseltown in the Hollywood Hills. And there was this hot babe there who was like just this hot, hot 20, young 20 something thing. And she was like, Alexi Wasser? Oh my God. I used to listen to you in fifth grade. I started listening to you when I was like 12 years old. You talk, Whoa. you know, that's how I learned about, I don't know what I was talking about, some kind of dirty thing or whatever, even though I'm not like a sex podcaster, but I was like, and now she's just some, just babe. Yeah. You're adult, like young adult. Dr. Laura. I'm of, dark. Like for millennials. Um, oh my God. But what else? What else? Where do we go? You're like, you're a great podcaster. And now I'm like, okay, um, well, yes. <laughs> your, your boyfriend's here. Yes. Oh my God. Well, and also I'm not drinking for January. So that's just me trying to pretend I'm oh, what's sober. That like? Sober January. Uh, it's so fucking difficult. Cause I, what do you do when you go to bars? I went to a bar the other day. Yeah. I was like, boring. I got a drink. I want to numb myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, but also at the same time, I, I actually think. And I had a big sister session for the first time. It's such a funny thing. I make fun of myself for these ridiculous things. I have big sister sessions, but they're wonderful and they're, they're great. Uh, 
I had one with a guy for the first time. Whoa. I know. And I usually only I have big sister sessions you with charge women. charge less or more? I should charge more. No, but he was so lovely. He was like, I'm a Pisces. And he was like, so like such a good communicator. Uh-huh. He would have to be to like. Not, not that it matters. But was he straight or gay? He was straight. Okay. And it didn't feel, he wasn't like jerking off. He wasn't like, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like he was like a weirdo. Did you, have you seen that show on Netflix called You? No, my girlfriend was just telling me about it. You have to watch the show. If she, it, I think she spoiled it, though. Oh, so I, don't I, spoil it for me. I've got four more episodes no, left. No, no, no. She spoiled it for me. So I, I, she was trying to get me to watch it. And then I was like, no, no, I'm watching... I'm watching Sopranos. Or something. I don't know. I got to watch the Sopranos. You got to finish the Sopranos. Um, but then you don't want to watch too much. If you get too into Sopranos, what if you, you make a, your new friends, you put them on a pedestal, and you're too shy to work with them because you're like, you're in the Sopranos. You'll be um, fine. You'll be it, fine. You know, that could happen. No. I, I don't. I don't think... I think it would be funny if I was watching the episodes every week and I just came into the podcast and be like, do you guys like remember when do the Chris (laughs) Farley thing? Like you should totally do that. I don't know. But I think all the people that would listen to it would be so annoyed because they're all like Sopranos diehards. Yeah. And they would be like, what is it? Why is this guy on the show? And he's never seen the show. Meadow, uh, you know, Jamie Lynn Siegler, she went out with a turtle from Entourage. Did you ever watch Entourage? Yes, I did. So anyway, she did go out with him. Yeah, she was on the show. And now she's married to Cutter Dykstra. Who's that? He's a baseball player. Oh, really? That I knew from when he was a kid because we kind of grew up in the same area. Oh, my God. Here. All these exclusives. Well, not out here, out in like San Diego? Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Yeah. Wait, where the hell is he going? Oh, so the guy that I had the big sister session with today for the first time ever having one with the guy, he, didn't, he wasn't gross. He wasn't like, not a spoiler for you, but... He wasn't a like the main character in you, like Penn Bagley or whatever his name is. His name is Penn Bagley. Well, that's like I'm pronouncing the last name wrong, I think. But the guy from Gossip Girls, now the star of you, is kind of like he's so handsome, but his character is actually like totally weird. And she mentioned that he's got like a Dexter like quality. Exactly. And yeah. I never watched Dexter, but that's what my boyfriend said. He's like, oh, it's kind of like a millennial Dexter vibe or whatever. So I wasn't sure if that's what the guy that I was talking to today. Uh, was going to be like some kind of like like we're on some like cyber date or something because you mm-hmm. could frame it that way. Where it's like if a guy likes me enough, he'll he'll spend like it's over a hundred dollars. You do Skype? We Skype. Okay. I don't do them in person. I've done them in person before. I don't want to do that I anymore. Know, I, don't, I don't recommend. I don't Until, unless that. you really get to know. I don't want to do that. So uh, yeah, so you could frame it as like a cyber date with some weirdo. But uh, no, it wasn't like that. Anyway, I don't even know what my point was. What are we talking about? Well, no, that's interesting. So what do you you guys talk about? Like his his personal life we and talked then you about, give him advice? Yeah, he's trying to like organize his life. He was getting over a girl. We, we talked about his girl spirals. It was great. It was just like fantastic. I think I gave him great advice. He thought I gave him great advice. That's neither here nor there. What as long the as he thinks so. As long as he thinks so, right. I'm flourishing and I'm thriving. But, uh, I think that's a good idea. Oh. I, how do, how, if you don't have a close... Because a lot of guys... So with me at least, I never... If something's bothering me, like I'll rarely bring it up like maybe to my brother if it comes up but there's just sometimes i love omar you know he's, he's so great he's the best he's my best friend oh. um hey bubby he's so nice we don't talk to each other like that i really uh, i rarely see him i saw him on the jash and he was just the kindest person oh so he, kind and helpful he is and the, sweet he's he's very outward i mean he's he's way more sensitive in a good way is he a good communicator he i think i i Mm, better than me, I'd say. But he's your best friend. Yeah. But we, you know, we just like when we get together is just, there's never like a fear of like, 
us saying the wrong thing. We just, we'll just like talk in voices to each other for like all night and not even really realize it and just play video games and hang out oh and like watch God. movies. It's, I'm an only it's child. But he's in a long-term relationship. I met her. She's, she's beautiful. Got great, yeah. He's got a great girlfriend and they live together. And, um, and now like my folks live half a, a mile away from me, half mile away from him. He lives a half mile away from me. Really? It's the Garaba Triangle. Our family's never been stronger. It's been so nice. My parents moved from Hawaii to here. They retired. They lived in Hawaii? Yeah. Gar- wait, and you just said Garib? That's my last name. I know, but say it pronounced as Garaba. Garaiba. Yeah. Because I know you go by Kasim G. Everyone goes, why, why do you go by Kasim G? It's just like easier. I'm just nobody, trying to make it easier for people. It's easier. I have to try and pronounce. For the white and when idiots. I went back, <laughs> I went back to Jordan, I think in 2014, and they were like, why don't you use your last name? They made me feel bad about it. Yeah. So say it think, a few more times so everybody knows your full last name. So they can just, so you're not Kasim G anymore. Garaiba. Kasim Garaiba. 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 Somebody sent me a long time ago. They were like, they sent me a picture of a dog with a sprinkler shooting water in the dog's mouth. And then it had my last name written below it. Like that's the sound a sprinkler shooting into a dog's mouth would make. Would be my last name. Gariba? You know? Oh (laughs) my God. What a racist piece of shit. That person sounds like a fucking it asshole. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I was just trying to make everything easier. I love that um, the family is so close. Wait, wait what's your background? Um, so um, my dad's Egyptian. My, or my mom's Egyptian. My dad's Jordanian. I was born in Jordan. And um, me, my dad, my mom immigrated to the United States when I was four. And... They, we lived in Florida for, I lived in Saudi Arabia for the first four years of my life. And Omar was born here though. He was born when we moved to Florida. Florida, okay. He was born in Arnold, Arnold Palmer Hospital. He was? That's Florida. That's how Florida, in Orlando, how Florida. Floridian. How he was our, he's an anchor baby, a classic term. Anchor baby? What do you yeah. mean? He, he was there to anch- anchor the family and be the first American citizen. Oh, he's an anchor baby. Is that a real phrase I've never heard? Because I'm just well, so, I just live so close to the Grove. I think that's what Trump's been, you know, when he first got in office was trying to um, stymie it- was a lot of the, you know, immigrants coming over here having kids because he, you know, I mean, even though that's how the country was like founded. Yeah. But um, either way. He was like, no more anchor babies? I think, yeah, but part, part of his like immigration reform included make, making chain migration illegal. Oh my God. Uh, it's been a great last two years. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> it's been awesome. Well, for sobriety. Okay, so wait, wait, wait what, were you, what kind of religion were you raised with? Well, my parents, they're not religious people, but when, when we lived in Saudi Arabia, they prayed and they were practicing Muslim. But yeah. my, my parents are not religious today. My mom's super spiritual. I think she would say that. Um, we'll see what she says. So I had like a big, like sort of religious, whenever anyone talked about religion growing up, I always felt like the odd man out. And I, and I tried to avoid that topic um, to the best of my ability. Cause I didn't really feel like I belonged. Like Christianity seemed like everyone around me is Christian. I'll just avoid the topic because if they found out I was Muslim like, uh, or I grew up Muslim, it would be weird. And Why would it be weird? I'm well, we just, Yeah, we just believe in different things. And I didn't believe in anything. I was just raised that way. And I, I had a big fitting in problem, right? Like everyone does. Everyone thinks they're, they're the weird ones. But when I moved to like the United States, I was like the only brown kid in like an all-white school. And I 
I felt so um, different and maybe I didn't speak English as well as other kids. I was, I was very self-conscious. And I think a lot of that has to do with drinking and like, you know, trying to doing comedy. I'm sure. Absolutely. Like using humor as a defense mechanism and and all that stuff is, um, but that played a a huge part into it. And, uh, yeah, so we, we moved to Florida, then we moved to California, Southern California in 1993. And, um, it's been great. I, I think it's, I, I think it's the best country in the world, like by a million miles. I went back to Jordan, like I said, a few years ago, and it's like, it's so nice to see family and people and the country and like, you know, you're in the cradle of civilization. It's like Jesus was baptized in, <clears throat> in the Jordan River, which is like super close to where our family lives. And it's um, great, but it's in a lot of ways, it's just not a place I would ever stay long term you know and it's made me appreciate what we have here in in like ways i never really anticipated you know and it's like we we have a lot of issues with our government and we have a lot of um problems with how things get done and like corporations rule everything and then lobbyists are you know they make laws for for the people and it's like yeah, all that stuff's true, and it could be way better. It's just like if you've never gone to a, a, another country, God. third world or not, it's like we have it so much better, and um, we have a lot of work to do here, but we're like so far ahead of a lot of other countries, and we should we should not be afraid to like be happy about that. I yeah. think. And some people that grow up here and like never get a chance to leave the country it's really easy for those people to be like, it's so fucked. Everything's so fucked up. And like, can you believe this guy? And he's, he's just tweeting. This guy's tweeting. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet the president right now. Tell him to fuck right off at Donald Trump. Fuck you. And then, and if you did that in another country, you would be like hauled into a van and like just sunk in a river. Like it's, it's, we have a lot of, we have a lot to be thankful for here, for sure. I and always, I'm so proud to be a citizen and like, and it's, uh, is that a process or no? Yeah. Like, I had, I had to become a citizen. I became a citizen in 99. Oh my and God. so like when Trump came in office, it was like a, a period of like, is this going to go away? Like, am I going to have to worry about, Oh my God, I bet you worried about that. Well, there was a little bit. Cause it's like, I, I'm not, I wasn't from, I'm not from here. So it's like, they gave it to me. I always feel like if somebody gives you something, it's always possible through an amendment or something that they can take it back. That's how I feel about my relationship. Constitutional as it is, but now our Supreme Court is filled with, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. So I just gotta, I just gotta make sure to never commit a crime. (laughs) Because who knows? Thank God you're sober. And thank God I'm sober. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You guys use sober. I don't know if you know, I guess I'm sober. But I feel the same way about my my boyfriend's British. So I'm always like... And he was born there? He was born there. Uh So it's like, I get scared. Well, I get scared in two ways. One, if we ever had a kid, if it's going to turn into some kind of like, not without my daughter kind of situation. Have you seen that movie no. with Sally Field? Where it's no, I was like, ready to laugh big time. Just uh, where, where, pick up the reference. Uh, well, he, where he like... He could go back to the UK and take our kid oh, or something. Okay, okay. So I get afraid about that. Or I get afraid that I'm going to be so incredibly in love. And then for whatever reason, something with our government is going to be like, you got to get like, mm. anyway, but uh, so far it's fine. I think it's okay. I think, 
<laughs> the thought of having a little baby with a British accent should trump all those other should, fears that you have. Do you know that trump means I don't like the F-A-R-T word at all? I really don't. I hate bodily functions and everything. But when I went to London to meet his family for the first time over Christmas, it turns out they say that trump means F-A-R-T. <laughs> I'm such a dork. I just can't even say that word. But I thought that was funny. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That makes something feel better. I don't know. It's a, nice it's, it's a German word, and I'm, I'm sure it means... Trump? Yeah, right? Is it? Aren't they, isn't he German? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Any, well, I have to tell you, but sober January for me, just going back mm-hmm. to that, because we kind of left that off, uh, even though we were talking about beautiful things. Um, oh, do you want kids, by the way? And then I'm going to go back to sober I do. January. I, do? I, I think I'd like to have them before I'm 40, but I shouldn't like also place any time and restriction on it. At I least just you don't, don't want to be, I don't want to be a super old dad. Well, you don't have to worry about having super old eggs. Women are like... That's true. How old's your girlfriend? None of my business. Do you want no, to tell she's me? No, she's she just turned 28. Oh, <clears> you're <throat> great. This is fantastic. You she's guys got, go oh, for five years. Her eggs are so primo. They are so primo. They're Those taut. follicles they are... They bounce when you throw <laughs> them on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo. She's oh got the God. bounciest eggs. I can't believe you lucky bastards. Unbelievable. I know. I know. Well, you don't have to worry about that. Well, that's good. You can be an old dad. I know you don't want to be. That's what all... You know, men don't want to be old dads. You want to be able to throw a ball around with your child. But would you raise your kid with a with religion or um, no or would you I, I you know um, I don't know I, I I don't I wouldn't it wouldn't feel authentic to me because I'm not religious yeah. I, I I pray because I, I, I have to because it's spiritual and it's like it makes me feel good me too I don't pray to like a tradition you know I don't see like a, a guy with like a great big long white beard up there like looking down on me I I just feel like it takes me outside of myself for whatever 10 seconds, you know, that I do it. And, um, that's okay. And if, if I can pass that along to a kid, that's great. If the kid wants to like be Jewish or be like whatever, I'm sure it'd be a problem for my parents, but I wouldn't care. Oh yeah. I wouldn't care. God, they might not babysit though. Yeah. No, they would, I'm sure do their best to thwart that. Oh God. Um, all right. So sober January for me, I'm like enough of your kid talk. Okay, please. Um, it's only been 15 days because I didn't count January 1st as January 1st. I kept calling I kept calling it New Year's Day. So I was like drinking mimosas like a fucking Los Angeles extension of December. girl. Drink. Yeah. Okay. But just even mimosas, like having like brunch of mimosas, I feel like I'm too self-aware to like do that without making fun of myself and feeling like a dick, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, so it's been 14 days. I did go to a bar and I was sober and I was just like... Everybody's nice, but it's so boring because when you get when you drink, at least like part of you is like, who knows what's gonna happen tonight? Mm -hmm. Like the conversation, it's like we're doing this like ritualistic fun. Oh my god, I don't want to romanticize drinking so much that you leave this podcast and you're like, no, he's got a point. I've 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 already done all the work on this. I I do. I mean, there is part of that. Like when you go out at night, it's like, whoa, what what am I gonna get into? Yeah, but but. But I could be really negative. That was always like more of like a sexual thing to me. It was oh, like, yeah. you know, it was like, I never asked that question. Like, I wonder what me and my buddy, like what kind of jokes we're going to get into now. It was always like more, yeah. <laughs> it was more like who, who, whose eye am I going to catch? Yes. Um, or, or you know, and this may enough. be, and this may be too personal, but like, I'm going to share it anyways, because you've, di- you've disarmed me. And I think it's interesting. And I think other guys may feel this way a very small percentage of guys, but my libido is so low. Really? Yeah. My libido is so low and I 
and I just heard Janine Garofalo speak about this on a podcast. Um, and she called her, described herself as asexual. And my girlfriend and I was talking to this about this with my girlfriend at one point. She was like, maybe you're asexual. And I'm like, how dare you? What does that mean? I'm not a plant. Like I, I didn't really understand what it meant. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and I don't know if it was, it relates to not drinking. Um, because all my sexual experiences generally when I was, you know, younger have all been, they've all revolved around alcohol always. It's either you meet somebody that you're drinking with or you're drinking to get into like a mood where you don't feel silly. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to be romantic or sexy or like, I don't know. I've, I've had a very tough time trying to feel sexy and I, it's still super awkward. But now being that sober, I, you mean being sober? It's so hard to feel now sexy? being sober, it's so weird and I don't have any way to, I can't like make that change over, but my libido I'd say has always been maybe lower than my partner's libido, but now it's just, it's very low and I don't necessarily know how to navigate it. And I did do a thing where I bought those boner pills online. Which ones? My friend bought those. A guy blue did. They're, they're like blue chews or like blue chews. for hymns or something. They're like these wow. subscription ones because the Viagra patent expired. So now like. Oh, it did? So, this is good stuff. Okay. So if, if you're a guy listening, I'll explain to you kind of because I, I was curious and I tried it. Um, thinking maybe it would increase libido. It doesn't increase your libido. What it does is it maintains blood flow in that area for when normally you would lose it, like after an orgasm or or something. Um, And it does work in that way. You just got to be careful with how many you take because there was a while there where I thought I was going to die with a boner. Really? Yeah, like die with an erection. How many did you take? Um, Well, it depends on the dosage. I think I took two. And there, I think there are thirty milligrams. I don't want to. I don't want to. We're not doctors, you guys. Okay, we're not. We're no doctors. But there's and there's no. There should be no stigma. You shouldn't feel bad about trying to take your own sexual health into your own hands and doing things. But see a doctor if you do it. That there you go. Is that the right thing to say? Yeah, keep going. Um. So I tried it and thinking that it would like put me in a in the mood more, but it doesn't do that. It just. When you do get in the mood, it just like helps you hang in there longer, which is great too. But how are you going to get in the mood? Well, so the alcohol would get you in the mood. The alcohol was what worked for me. Not pot though. Generally not pot. So alcohol get you in the mood. Okay, keep going. So now you're sober. So now, so that's been like the biggest surprise to me is, is just how low my libido's gotten. And so now it's like, well, maybe I, maybe I just have a naturally super low libido. Wait, I'm going to ask you a question right now. And mm. I really do need for you to say like, I don't want to talk about that or like, I don't want to go there. Okay. So I don't have to like cut out us talking about Sure. <laughs> like porn. I know mm. a lot of guys who watch a lot of porn, their libido is low because they're so desensitized. Right. Could I don't this, watch. You don't? No. I, I Not all? that I don't ever watch. I just don't watch a lot of it. Okay, good. Um, I don't know what a lot means to you though. That's where like, no, like I mean, uh, I don't know. This is not maybe like once every like couple weeks or something. Oh, great. It's not like I can live with that. It's not. 
I can live with that because you're not my boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend says he doesn't watch porn, and I, do, I believe him. I'm going to try to. I do believe. I him. do think those guys exist. I didn't used to think so, but I do think those guys exist. Yeah. I I do know guys that watch it regularly, and I and I do have a feeling like it does impact. What what makes them get off or turned on? Totally. Yeah, but go on. So you don't. And, watch but them. that naturally declined. Excuse me. When I got sober. The there was less of a need for that. For porn? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Keep going. Um, so, okay, now you're sober, and this is where you're going with that. You're like... I, have I mentioned I'm sober? You're so... He's so you guys, I don't know if, uh, okay. if you're just tuning so. in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I seriously hope nobody, like, listens to this and, like, listen to that guy preach. What a fucking dude. You're so not preaching. You're I, just talking I'm about your doing, own experience. I'm doing my best as... Just tell you what I what's happened to me. Um, you're not. You're just answering my annoying questions. Actually, I'm. I'm just. I can only be me. I can only be me, and I can. And and I would. I would have been embarrassed two years ago to say like I just don't ever. You know, my libido super low. Like I would have never mentioned that. However, there, I know that there may be there may be a guy listening to this that might have some sort of. Um, you might might understand this on some level and then may be curious about like things to do about it. Um, I would recommend, I would recommend therapy. I, that's what I should be doing right now. Maybe, talking, talking and figuring out if there are like roadblocks that I need to um, clean up. But I just think that I do have a naturally low libido because it's, it's always been kind of low. Maybe it's, it always has been even before the pot and the alcohol and stuff when you're like a teenager, a hormonal, like going through puberty and stuff. No, I, I think your hormone, my hormones were blasting so hard that so I, I was, like, I, I did have, I did. And I'm not saying I don't have one now. It's just like low maybe and I can't libido. get in the mood. It's just more difficult. For I think me. they're just sleepy because they're foggy because the fog's still lifting and it's going to, maybe yeah. it could take even a few, I mean, yeah, listen, I'm not a doctor. What am I doing here? But you know, I, 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 I thought of that too. Yeah. I, I, I thought of that too. I, I, I don't think that's what's happening. Um, just based on the me thinking about how I've acted in the past in other relationships, and it's it's just so hard for me to gauge because I've always had alcohol there. So it's like so you're walking through this new experience, this new chapter of your yeah. life. So how do you? So it's like it can be a little bit emasculating, thinking like, oh, like you should be a dude, you should be able to like pop a boner whenever you want. You should be able to walk into a room, look a look a man or a woman in the eye, and just po- get an erection. Right away, you should be look at the the man or woman in the room, their pet, their pet turtle or dog, their cat, and be able to just rise rise to the occasion. I, that's not the case. I don't think that's healthy to necessarily think that. And and it's um and it's and especially like I did a, a YouTube show where I interviewed porn stars. So like I, a lot of people think, oh yeah, a lot of people think I'm like really into that whole scene. I, I couldn't be farther away from that. I stuff. thought that about you when I first met you. I'm like, oh, I got to get into Oh, he has a mustache. Stars. Like, <laughs> oh, look at this guy. This guy loves going down on girls, probably guys. It's like, <laughs> he's, got, he's got it. Uh, I just watched a Bohemian Rhapsody and that part where he reveals he's got the mustache. I have didn't see it. it no, but okay. I have a screener. I just um, wanted to say I had a screener. I felt really cool. Yeah, maybe people think... I got the I've got the Freddie Mercury thing because he's got the mustache and he's just so like sexually deviant and people are like oh I bet he likes like putting his feet in hot oil like yeah. while he hooks up a car battery to his like nipples or something. But it's not true. No, and it's okay. You know, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything other than like you know maybe I just need 
need a little more help getting there. Well, the weird thing is, it is. This is important to talk about because I've talked to guy friends of mine where that is a stigma where if a woman doesn't want to have sex with a guy or isn't in the mood or doesn't want to be rushed into having sex, if you've just met the person, met a guy, that's acceptable. But if a guy, yeah. if you, if a guy, if a girl wants to have sex with a guy and have a one night stand or, or have sex whenever she wants to have sex and a guy doesn't want to have sex with her, all my girlfriends, and I've been this way too, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you're a man. You don't want to have sex with me? Am I ugly? You hate me? I'm a okay. monster. I'm so offended. Like, so I've this, done that. This is so important that you bring that up because it's, here's, here is the sort of collateral damage that happens with that, right? So the girl thinks that she's unattractive or she's not, um, she's not good enough or like makes her feel like her self-worth or her sexuality is lower than what it actually is. The guy then internalizes it like me, a guy who just has low libido just goes, no, 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 no. It's not that it's just me. And then they don't believe you. So you, you take, you feel guilty for making them feel inadequate. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like terrible for everybody and it's not something, it's not a topic people are always comfortable talking about. So it's like a lot of it goes unsaid and a lot of it's like, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of her going like, what's wrong? Like, don't you think I'm like sexy or like, don't you think I'm pretty? It's like, yeah, it's just like not, that's not the thing. It's like, well, what is it? You know, it's like yeah. a lot of that and it's no one's fault. Um, and I feel like, you know, when you brought up the people, the fact that people that do watch porn, I think even though that's not my experience, I think our going through this because that's that is a side effect of watching too much porn it's like unless you 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 can you know hope to have your girlfriend do some pretty like disgusting things to get you know to get yourself off it's you're gonna have you're gonna have an issue with it so it's 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 a problem that i'm navigating um me and my girlfriend kind of like have a she's she's very sensitive about it i mean in a good way she's sensitive to my sort of um, where I'm at with it, 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 it did start sort of with like a lot of confusion about her self-worth and like her feeling, um, you know, that, that she does it for me or something like that. Yeah. So I get that. And, but you guys are communicating about it. This is like a yeah. great thing. These are like, cause nobody wants to, everybody's like, oh, relationships are supposed to be perfect. You're but it's to- not, but also it's not just like, let's, let's hash it out. Like that, the, those conversations, we eventually get there, but sometimes it's through arguments and it's through just like every relationship. We're not, we're not like two therapists, like both with like steno pads talk, like writing. We, we get through it, but sometimes it's through argument and sometimes it's through saying the wrong thing. And, um, I don't know. That's that's being in a long distance relationship. That's right just now. being in a long term relationship. I, I go through the same thing where I'm always like, "Oh my god, we're supposed to be perfect," and then if we get in a fight, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's ruined. We fought." But then I'm like, eleven months in, I'm like, "Oh, but he's still here." It's so interesting. It's like, "Oh my god, he has staying power." Like th- sometimes that's the love is like the person, the what somebody else is willing to endure or learn or grow with you. It's so confusing. Yeah. Oh, and I like sex a lot, and I didn't realize what I've had to learn about myself, and I'm still learning is like. I can, I like attribute sex to, yeah, my self-worth. And like, if I don't have, I'm, I think like, I'm not, I can't even look you in the eye when I'm saying these things. I get shy, believe it or not. But like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, a guy's supposed to want to have sex with me three times a day or like three times a day. That's a lot. But like, even, even 11 months in, or we got to like, 
And sometimes I'll ask myself, I know I'm rambling, but like sometimes I'll be in a situation with the boyfriend, with my boyfriend. I, I hate saying that over and over again, boyfriend, 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 whatever. But I'll be in bed and I'll be like, I don't like to instigate because I feel like if I instigate, I'm too, it's like emasculating or it's like, I want to be, a, a, I want to be feminine in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want him to initiate all the time. And if he doesn't initiate, I'm like silently like crying, being like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like he doesn't want me. It's just, and then I go, wait, do I even want to have sex right now? Because sometimes I just have this idea of how it's supposed to be, what's supposed to be. Right. And sometimes it's like, if he's exhausted and we're exhausted, we had sex in the morning and it's nighttime now and we're cuddling and we love each other, that's okay. And I might not even want to have sex, but I think I'm supposed to want it, but I feel like I have to be mad at myself and feel shitty and unlovable if he's not instigating it. But love is so much more than that. Yeah. It's like you go on walks, you tell each other everything, you're... Well, it's you, a lot of pressure you put on yourself to like on think him about and all me. that, like just yeah. that full circle of in your head thinking about whether or not you need to be having sex in that moment. Yeah, when I'm like, but if I'm honest with myself, do I want it? I don't. And so I can just be okay in that moment and just be in the moment and accept what's happening in that moment. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's it's oh it's totally okay. It's okay to be okay, which is what you said. It's not earlier. okay to like never have it unless yeah. like you know it's it's something you're working on or you're talking about and like there's a problem. But if if you have it and it's just like not at the same frequency as like your buds that are always talking about it. They're probably like, lying anyway. I know. And who, it's who, like, who never, cares you what never have, you can never compare yourself to yeah. other guys and other women. And it, it, you'll just fall down a crazy rabbit hole there. But also it, your th- what happened with me when I was in a long distance relationship, are you falling asleep? Don't fall asleep. Come back. No. Come, don't wake up. Don't wake up. Uh-huh. Um, oh God. Uh, I would put all this pressure when I was in my long distance relationship because we wouldn't see each other for three weeks and then we're going to see each other. So all of a sudden it's got to be like this perfect holiday. Yeah. So that's a really difficult thing about long distance relationships. So if you're, if your libido isn't super high, you're just not feeling into it and it's not personal, there's all this pressure because of the time. That's definitely something that's come up, right? So it's like, you know, when, when we do get that time together face to face, it's like there's always a timer on it. And, you know, it's a lot of people are like, well, why do it? It's like, I think it's worth it. And I think if we can make it through this, which is the hardest way to do it, eventually when we are together, I think everything should, should in, in you know, a theoretical sense, should be easier when we're in the same space together. Easier, but nothing will ever be perfect. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm too old to know that. Yeah. Um, there is no there is no version that is perfect. You're but too old not to know that, yeah. There is a version where you're both trying, and that's good. And that's like you're and both trying to do your best. Um, and you can be happy together. I feel like happiness does exist if I let it, because I'm, I'm a big problem causer in relationships. I just like to, because so, I love pain, I feel like. Uh-huh. So I like, I just feel like subconsciously, consciously, whatever, compelled to create a feeling of pain or oh, you distance. You should call my girlfriend. Really? Does she do that too? Well, or I'm you do saying, that? I'm not saying yes yeah. or no. I yes just no. feel like there's that. That's something. Oh, I love that fighting. I have, there is there is a version of that that I I do I have noticed with her that. It, but you're is, tethered to her, so that says something about you too. Because I'll say that to my boyfriend. I'll I'm go. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I've I think the staying power that you were saying earlier. It's like that's I, I would like to show that. I can see I can see when you feel like you're not being your best the best version of yourself and I can still be okay with that and like understand that that's not a 
that's not the end game there, that we're both kind of growing together. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? No, but I hear it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Does your girlfriend watch Vanderpump Rules? I don't think so. Oh, well. I don't know. Whatever. There's a main character who does that. She, but I do love I do love that woman. Who? Oh, the, Lisa Vanderpump? The, she's the one with the, the, the older lady. British she's lady. like Elizabeth Hurley, but a little older. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. never even thought of her like that. Yes. Exactly. Oh, she's super Oh, she's super so hot. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a fox. Yeah. She owns all these restaurants. and uh, But, but her husband's kind of like, um, kinda like, like a, a Rod Stewart-y. Yes. Sort of like oh sunburnt. Yes. I, I have watched it. I just don't know the storylines that I'm not. One of the late girls who used to be a waitress at, at Sir loves to start fights. Her name is Stassi. And she just showed her ugly aside one night, drunk on her birthday, to her boyfriend and acted out, called him a million times, left horrible voicemails, broke her phone, humiliated in front of... I think she's probably blackout drunk humiliated him in front of a bunch of people being like, get in this room right now. How dare you abandon me? What the fuck? And then and sober the next day she was like, I think, oh my God, have I ruined it? Have I ruined it? And she just, she has that monster in her where uh-huh. she, that's, that behavior is familiar and, and like only comes out with the people who are closest to you. I have that in me uh-huh. because of my traumatic upbringing, which is no excuse. Cause even my boyfriend now will tell me, he'll be like, yeah, you like to blame alcohol for your behavior or your, your childhood. Um, grow up. Oh, I and love I'm like, I know. Uh, He's like, I don't care. Grow up. It's you can't do this. So I just don't right. do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my god, but you don't get. He's like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh my god. And his yeah. like the way he is is like so scary to me. How healthy he is. Mm-hmm. How secure attachment wise he is. It's terrifying. It makes me be, like get so mad at him for being so healthy and not putting up my bullshit. But then it's also very sexy. Yeah, I I like to think I'm I'm the same way because I, I don't tend to phrase things like sometimes I, just saying like no like grow up that's not a thing you need to worry about right now but like if I don't necessarily phrase it in a way that's kinder I think that's a thing I could do better is phrase things get my point across in like a more sensitive caring manner but sometimes it's just like so easy for me to see just be like no just like what you don't need to feel that way because of this it's maybe a little formulaic but i think that's a i think that's Guy a male thing. thing that is a definite male thing they're more logical and women are more like we're more you know women are just from mars men yeah. are from mars can you even say that anymore <laughs> i know i'm just kidding i know i can say because i'm a girl so different now. it is so different now but, but i mean it's better, better. yeah but even i'm like i'm like oh my god when the me too movement it's like a readjustment for women. everyone um you know, there, there. It's, it's. I'm sure it's like long, long, long overdue. Oh my god! Of course it is. And it's like why? You know, there, there is a sort of backlash that I see online about it. Like guys, just like, oh, I'm afraid to like talk to a girl at a bar. It's like, no, just don't rape her. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't just like try not to rape today. Yeah, guy. if she's really drunk, just don't stick your dick in her. Wait till she. Wait till the next day. Give it a beat. Yeah, but but there is a version of PC culture. Um, that maybe like I don't want that. I don't saying like that. certain things that you shouldn't say, but th- that aren't related to like um, men, men versus women. It's just like the, everyone is pretty sensitive, and um, I'm not saying like we need to bring back the F word and like <laughs> the R word, like call it say everyone's retarded, and like I'm, I'm just saying it's. Uh, I don't have an office job, but I know my brother does, and it's like. He has to be careful with certain things that he say because there oh, yeah. there are people that he works with that you you can't ever just assume people are going to be cool with yeah a thing um, that people used to be cool with you know ten years or maybe even five years ago so it's there is a little there is more thought but we should be putting more thought into the things yeah. we say anyways I I 
I agree. And I, and I'm lucky enough to where I don't have to necessarily be, um, out there and like vulnerable to it all the time, but oh my god, oh yeah, oh god. Maybe oh. I'm evolving slower because I don't have like you know a job where I. <laughs> You're evolving great. Uh. Oh my god, yeah, oh god. I'll say the R word sometimes. Sometimes I say it. I don't care. By accident. I, I think my... it's coming back. I <laughs> hope it's coming. Back. <laughs> oh my god! I just lost twenty followers. I can't yeah. believe. It. Um, wait a minute. So wait, what is the end game for the relationship? I, 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 is this podcast coming out on Valentine's Day? This might be the Valentine's Day oh, episode. When, yeah, when are you? Don't look your out? watch. Um, the answers aren't in there. It's the 15th. That's a whole month away. Okay, oh, so maybe. Well, did I just I'm, date the podcast or delete that? That's okay. I'm um, I'm the end game it. is, I think, for her to... I mean, she's got a good gig out there, I, I think, but it's something that she can do in other states. You're so. not moving out there, right? You own your house. No, I, I own, yeah. I you own, own your house. And, You're not um, moving. Mm-mm. And. Why? God forbid the man should move. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I know. And this, you do I do think about that though. It's like, oh, why well, are you so rigid is it to sell your house? It's like, I, I do like my house and like, you I, I love my parents being close. Yeah, and your brother, you get your family, you get your house, you get a, your life set up. Mm-hmm. She's younger. Um, more, you know, but and we had, we've had that conversation. Would she I, move out? Did she say I think she, she would, yeah. Did she say that? I think she said, she has said that. It's just more of like when, you who know. Loves There's who no more? pressure to. Who loves who more? Don't tell me. It's a scam. Who loves who more? Is yeah, I'm just kidding. Never, don't never answer that. I was just joking. I never answer that. That would be a horrible thing to answer. Hey, hey bubby. Oh, God. Hey, bubby. Okay. <laughs> so dumb. Um, call Alexi, talk to her. Yeah. I hope she's listening. Of course she's listening. This is like, I wish somebody would have a conversation like this with my boyfriend so I could listen to it because of all the people in the world, he is the one person that if I tried to have a conversation like this on air with a mic, well, he's not a performer, he would never open up or talk the way you're talking right now. But also if he did with another girl, I would be furious. I would be so jealous because I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing talking about? I have to be careful about jealousy here with her listening to this. No, 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 no. She's great. And she's not jealous. We're we're long time buds. I'm I'm talking about me being, I'm saying, first of all, my boyfriend doesn't communicate in the way you do or I do. Well, I wouldn't. And I also wouldn't do this with anybody. Oh, and you wouldn't do this with her probably. No, I just know you have like a care about how to do, talk about this sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm not going on, you know, I'm not, I'm not going on, um, I don't know, like Insert name, name, a, name podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah. Name a podcast. There's just, what is there? There's a few of them. There's I don't some know. Of them, yeah, there's some. But they're, they're just, it's, it's okay. And it's, and I think it, it, everything we've talked about is stuff that you've probably talked about in some version or another a million times with other people and it's it's fine and, and these are just things that are going on with yeah. us at, in this moment I the, think the, it's this, okay. a, this is a beautiful conversation what I'm saying is I'm just shocked that I I date someone so different from me but I guess that's the point of uh, relationships it's yin and yang if you will but like uh, right. yin and yang <laughs> anyway sorry that was gross okay anyway but you've dated around like a million different, people di- <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say oh. you, you've dated different personality types to where you now know what works for you right yeah like, I could never date another performer I don't think ever because I think like yeah. I always my most serious relationships always happen with very internal quiet graceful kind of meditative like men which is because if I dated someone who talked as much as me and I won't shut the fuck up like and I always want to talk about feelings and mm-hmm. it's like you know, I said this before on a previous podcast, but I'm going to say it again because we're chatting now. Um, I was like, you know what? In a fight with him one time or 
he wasn't fighting. I was fighting. But I was like, you know, I just wish you could use flowery language and just like, you know, really with your words, because he's an actions guy. Like, he loves me so much. Everything he does. Every uh, I already love this guy. He's great. Yeah. But I'm like, I just wish you could use flowery words and like with your words, tell me how much you love me. I just, I don't think you talk enough. And he went, I think you talk too much. That's great. And I was like. That's great. And then I was like, because I do. I just won't shut the fuck up. I want to talk. But like, and he goes, who cares? He goes, I'm never going to say I love you as much as you want me to because that's just not the kind of guy I am. And it's bullshit anyway because words don't mean anything. It's about actions. And I'm like, oh my God. Him telling me that he's an actions guy made me see his love even more because every it's all everything he does. He's always calling, even when I'm being a nightmare. He'll follow up with a call. If he ever says he's going to do anything, he always does it. Treats me like a princess, and I am a handful. I am a handful. Yeah, I, I think that's great, and and I'm sure he can talk you off like down off a ledge pretty quickly by saying like I'm an actions guy, but then maybe like a few days later you'll find something else that you you'll work yourself up over. Oh yeah, like, it's never ending. It's my I, ego. I find to- myself in that cycle a lot too, and and. With her finding problems? Because I'm addicted to finding I don't problems. Ever wanna, I don't feel comfortable saying her finding problems. I, I, I like to think that I well, play I a role. Well, I do a girl, just so you know. <laughs> I, and it, yeah. I, and I, I like to think I, I play kind of a role in everything. Oh, yeah. However, I'm, I've always been like a cactus who hasn't doesn't need a, a ton of watering and stands strong in the desert. Yeah, you know what I but mean? then you meet girls who need watering. You need that's, a lot of watering, that's and that's the, okay. That's, it. that's I how just, it is. And I just, I've, I've had to get used to that. Well, but um, you are attracting that, that's the thing. It's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It's not like that. Just like if she's a certain way and any way she might be, or if I'm a certain way and I bother my boyfriend because of the way I am and I'm too, too emotional, too sensitive, as he says, he's like, everything hurts her feelings. You're so sen-. like, and these are, I'm just highlighting moments of our arguments, which is not how it is all the time. But, uh, when you're with another person, they see you and you, you whatever, it's so annoying, but whatever. Um, he's with me. Like, two, he's part of it. Like, oh, I'm so annoying. I'm so sensitive. Well, you tethered yourself to me. You gravitated towards me. So be with some girls not so sensitive. It's like, it's like two people find each right. other because they gravitate towards each other because it ba- it's a balance. Or yeah. like, or you're both and feeling there, well, each and other. There is, there is a part of me that's like, I, I, like, I like that she speaks her mind. And if something's bothering her, she'll bring it up, you know? And sometimes in the way it gets brought up is like, all right, well, maybe we'll try a different way next time. Or like... This way, this time it was great. Like I didn't know this thing, but I don't think I, I could be with somebody who just internalized things the way I do. Yeah, and I would always kind of have to be like, "Are you okay? Like, are you okay? Like, you, you want to talk to me? Like, yeah. it's good to know where she's at. It's, I always know where she stands, which is awesome. Yeah, I always know when she's having a good day or a bad day just by based on even just like the first three words she says when she picks up the phone, just the way she says like hello. Yeah, you can always tell, you know. And there's that's a real gift, and and I think sometimes I'll, I'll forget that, yeah. you know, knowing, being able to read somebody and knowing how they feel, instead of having to like go poke around for the actual feeling is nice. She, she probably makes you share more too. Like she brings you out of your shell a bit, even though you're not like for sure stuck in a shell. No, absolutely. I, I you know I think there there is that it goes both ways. So if I am too, and and I that's why I can't ever really get too upset when. She is being emotional and reacting because it's like that comes with 
that. That's part of the package is knowing where that person stands is like, well, sometimes they'll react a little bigger than you. It's a blessing and a curse to be this emotional. You're absolutely right. You know? (laughs) That's right, baby. Um, That's right. But, uh, yeah, I know that my boyfriend tells me, he's like, oh, yeah, he opens up more because of me. So I pull more out of him. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got to learn. I mean, you do it on your podcast. I can only imagine you do it in your personal relationship. You disarm. Can you imagine? All right, everyone put your guns on the coffee table. Let's talk. Oh, God. (laughs) I've got to work on not being so reactive because I have this subconscious thing, which I don't even realize, and he picks up on it, and I didn't know I could be seen, like, because I didn't even know know this about myself, but I actually, like, I don't hate the people I'm in a relationship with, but... (laughs) I uh, I don't hate them, but I feel like I have to protect myself. I've got to be vigilant. Like I'm always going to being attacked or there's a chance yeah. I'm going to be attacked by the person I'm in the relationship with. And they're like the one person I really don't have to be vigilant with. Yeah. But I'm always like on guard and defensive and reactive. And like, what did that mean? Why'd you say that? Or right. are you being mean to me? And they're like, what? He's it's just, I have to stop being that way because it's like so exhausting for another person to be like, yeah. And even if they say something, it's like give the person the benefit of the doubt, relax. Not, don't like it's like I have to start from square one, or he does every yeah, day. Yeah, you're always like kind of vacillating between like putting bricks in your wall, like make your wall higher, or like you're taking bricks down. You do that too. Or I think she does that. Yeah, and maybe you do that. She sounds really great. I she think, sounds cool. I think mine is generally pretty. Like you can step over my wall pretty, pretty easily. I think she might argue with that, but. I, I can build it really fast if I have to. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are constantly, like, putting bricks, taking bricks, putting bricks, taking bricks. And it's that like, is mean. Maybe today it's, like, waist high. Maybe, like, maybe tomorrow it's, like, up to my chest. And then we'll have a great conversation. Like, oh, look, like, it's all the way down to our shins today. It's yes. Like, that's It's nice. It's just sometimes you wonder, like, are there couples that just, like, never have that wall and they're always, like, on the same side of the the, the wall yes there is, are are they like you know are they both in east germany we want to be in west germany or east germany i don't know uh, I but i know what you're talking about i'm just gonna jump over this metaphor think or we whatever want to be in west um i have seen those couples who are both in west germany or wherever <laughs> and i used to be like when i was younger i used to be like Ugh, so boring so boring they're like a well-oiled machine unit team and now i'm like they're both wearing shorts it's so dumb and now like that is what my boyfriend wants he's like if it you you can't like how could we ever have kids and get married if it keeps going like if you act like this because i don't need to be this way yeah and if i that's why like he's like we should be if i could just be happy it's like I got you the love. You could focus those calories and burning those calories on something else. Exactly. Like, together we'll, as opposed to like... The fighting each other thing. It's not even... It's like yeah. he loves me, accept it, leave it. You don't need to have somebody say I love you or fucking you 24 hours a day saying sure. I love you 24... It's like just accept it. We're good. Oh, great. We're good. We're always on each other's side, on each other's team. Cool. Now we can navigate the world together and everything could be great. Oh, my God. If only I could just take my own advice. I can see myself so clearly, but it's so hard because well, I Well, get... it sounds like you picked the perfect dude. Like, it sounds like this... I really do think, like... <laughs> oh, my God. The way, like, you're able to... See the dynamic? Like, zoom out and look at yourself. Doesn't mean the behaviors... I get physically well, overwhelmed. Well, yeah. We're by, always like... going to have behaviors, right? And, like, that's that's part of, like, rewiring. And if, like, we were traumatized, like, we're all in survival mode all the time. And we're yeah. used to acting in a certain way. But it's, like, just for you to even be able to see that you just 
did a thing that maybe you don't want to be doing, but that's that's like your way ahead of oh, of everybody. That's all I want you to say. So that's, that's all I do. Like you know, sometimes I catch myself doing it, like acting out a defect. It's like, oh, I just did that thing. Like I know I'm not supposed to be doing. Whereas in the past, it was just like that. Was, I just did it and I kept doing it. And yeah, I think that's great. I think we're we're getting older. I think we yeah, are. I think it's good. I think we're old. And then, we are not old, but the t- 10 year challenge thing, did you do that Instagram 10 year challenge thing? No, I haven't. I, I, I mean, don't even do it. It's so dumb. Yeah, I, I did this, it. <laughs> I don't, and I don't want to talk about it too long. I just, the social media and pulling myself away from it has been very good for are me. Are you not on Instagram anymore? No, I, I have it, but I just don't like. I might post once a month or like yeah. twice a month, and it, which the, is terrible if you like make your bones on online because people are like, "Where'd you go?" And they like if if people see you not posting, they'll just like start unsubscribing and like unfollowing, which is fine. Like it's great. It's done wonders for my mental health, not being so visible and like constantly, you know, putting myself in a place that people can just comment, whether it's good or bad. People commenting on me being myself is like, it's just, it takes a toll on, on your sanity. You're so right. I like deleted it for, I don't know, a couple days. I was so much happier. My boyfriend deleted it. It's still deleted for like, because he has to work and do something. So it's, he's been off it for about a week and it makes me happier that he's not on it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy just because I'm probably like a jealous weirdo sometimes, or it makes me go like, Oh wow. He's not like hooked into all these other, whatever. That's my problem. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, I don't know. I wonder when we're going to evolve past Instagram, but then it will it be a next thing or it is a mental health reliever being off of that shit. It's soup. It's very dangerous. It's so addictive. And like the, the amount of teens, you know, inflicting self harm and like Let's suicides going through the roof. I Let's mean, talk it's about us. So, exactly. I know. <laughs> I hear cares it. about that? No, media. no, but yeah, it is right. such, it is such a, a big part of our lives. And it's, it's so new that we haven't really been able to be like, this is how you're supposed to manage it. There's just people out there guessing. Oh my know, God. I just got this email. I got, I should read this. Maybe I've already read it. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what time continuum we're living in right now, but yeah. I got an email from a girl who's 20 years old who said that when she was eight years old, cause she was raised with the internet, mm-hmm. uh, she got on a cam for pedophiles and was just like naked doing stuff for guys and got off on the adrenaline rush and knew what she was doing as an eight-year-old because her parents weren't overseeing her internet use. And now she has a younger sister and they, because people are starting to understand the dangers of the internet and social media and all this stuff and cam stuff, uh, her sister didn't kind of lose her childhood uh, camming, but... Anyway, now that this girl's 20 years old and she's like desensitized and can't get off because she's so used to, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe I'm just bringing this up like well, an hour no, into I, our I mean, podcast. It's, it just it's, It me. is important. It, the, the amount of ways we can be traumatized or kids can be traumatized now is like tenfold compared to when we were kids. Yeah. I think like when I was bullied in school, it was like somebody just called me a faggot by like the drinking fountain at school and like maybe five other people heard it and yeah. it's like... All right, but now it's like somebody will tweet you that and your whole entire class will see it and it's yeah. like always there and you have to go to school the next day. No, like it, I can't even imagine what I would, how I would be able to react as a teenager who's like, you're, you're already like so on the edge oh all my God. the time. Like you're, I'm in my 30s, I'm on the edge. I can't even imagine being yeah. like a 14-year-old girl, 13, just getting my period and I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how we fix it, and I just know it needs 
something. It yeah. needs, I think the parent, I mean, Some ultimately the parents need to regulate yeah. everything, but kids are sneaky. I, I, I don't know. Sneaky. Kids are super sneaky. And that's cool how sneaky they can be, but I smuggled like, you know, playboys into like my fifth grade homeroom just cause it's like, I found them yeah. and I smuggled, I smuggled in a playboy to like school and like, that was so naughty. And I was like, yeah. Imagine what kids are sm- like. What are, what what are, are they, they smuggling now? What are you smuggling now? Just um, weapons and pills. You could buy boner pills. You, buy, could, you could buy, buy children. You could, be, you could watch porn. You can Instagram. You can troll. Buy, I mean, there's buy like kidneys there's, on the dark web. Uh, <laughs> I used to. This is what I did that was sneaky. And we will wrap this podcast up in a second because it can't go on for an eon because you know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wasn't saying your girlfriend would be jealous that, she, that you're on the podcast being open with me. I'm saying that I'm a monster who because there's nothing to be jealous of in this situation. I'm a monster because I thought, wow, my boyfriend would never be a guest on my podcast, really, because we've talked about that. He Maybe for well, a few years so in. Different. It's such a different position oh, yeah, than I'm what his, I'm doing. It's way more loaded because I'm his girlfriend, but but he yeah. would never be his forthcoming, I don't think. like he's. And also, yeah, you're right. It would be different I think it's it would me. Be, I think it's smart not to be but, forthcoming. You're right. Actually, yeah. it's true. But also, but if it, but if he, if he were on some podcast called the Love Love Chloe podcast or whatever, and talking to some girl about his feelings and his relationship with me and all this stuff, I'm I would be like, oh, you, you can be that revealing with Chloe on the Love Chloe podcast. Like I'd oh, be yeah, jealous because no, totally. I don't have an I open. See what you're saying? Yeah, right. I'd be furious. That's because I'm so. Um, and if they were things, I think we, me and her, have talked about like a lot. I, I would be uncomfortable sharing those things. I know that me and her like where we both talked about all these things. Yeah. So it's like, well, this is actually a podcast for her. So she can actually get all the, and I hope she listens. Of, uh, yeah, of course she she's listening. Cause I think I said some really sweet things. Uh, you totally did. And she's listening and this is great. Did I say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know you're talking to her, but I'm just like, being I like say you're nice thing. all right, stop talking to your girlfriend. Okay. I get back. Oh, wait, what was I going to say though? Oh God. Something about the, whatever. Uh, Oh, when I was a kid, my way of being wicked was my dad had a bottle of vodka in the freezer and I was like, how do I smuggle this vodka out of the freezer to take it to a party without my dad realizing? So what I did was I filled a water bottle up with the vodka then I filled the vodka bottle up with water mm-hmm. but then I opened up the freezer and pretended the the vodka bottle fell and it smashed. Ooh. So I said... So I went, oh my God, daddy, the, the thing fell out of the freezer and it broke. Don't worry, so I'll clean it up. So he wouldn't know it was diluted? So he wouldn't know it was, it wasn't even diluted. It was just filled with just water. Oh, pure water. <laughs> yeah. I just oh, like okay. stole all that vodka. Yeah. in the water <laughs> bottle. And that way and there'd be no like way he could have found out later if he was going to make a vodka tonic. So that was my way of being wicked, but I guess kids could still do that. But anyway, uh, listen, we have to land this plane sooner or later. Um, what is next for you? What do you want for 2019? You're uh, sober. I don't know if we've said that. I, I just... You know, no. if you guys are out there, know that I'm sober. He's sober. And let my strength carry you through your yeah. Let it make you feel bad about yourselves because he's came, he came on the podcast to preach, make you feel I bad can, about exactly. yourself. Tell him that Look how much better I'm doing. Tell you that his way is the only way. Just kidding. <laughs> he's not doing any of that. He's not doing any of that. It's a joke. Uh, um, no, I, I'd love to. I'd love to have that podcast. I'd love to um, make with, a few more YouTube videos, but also I, don't, I have no pressure to do anything, and and um, I enjoy I enjoy the distance I have from the internet. At the moment, you, you enjoy the distance. You're not doing. You're not interviewing porn stars anymore. No, but that was like ten. years That was ten ago. years ago. You're yeah. not on the beach talking to people. No, like that was like. It's not crazy. It's ten years ago. Yeah. Was, uh, are you auditioning, acting wise? I only when I only do it when like there's like a casting director that I know that I've gotten to know, and she just puts me up. But I'm not like I don't submit myself for anything. I don't. Or have um, your people submit you? You have people. I know, but I, I'm acting's not like that's not a strength of mine. I don't like I don't want to. 
that is a whole like if you're gonna do it, you have to you have to be really that's gotta that's gotta be the thing, and you're doing it all the time, and you gotta be constantly getting better. And I would like to do a lot more behind the scenes stuff. Oh I'd really? Like to, yeah, I'd like to produce more stuff, and like I have a ton of guys that I think are super funny, and I'd love to find a way to help them um, showcase that. I love that. Oh, yeah. that's incredible. Uh, that's it. Are that's you doing stand up? I, you know, that's, that's always been the thing that I was like, I will, I will do that. I'm not right now. I do have some stuff written, but, um, it's like, I just have to stop being a coward about it. And, uh, you're definitely, not I think a coward. once I get enough distance from like YouTube and like people expecting like, Hey, it's that guy that used to do those things and I can just go out and maybe use my full last name. I think that'd be, I think that's also probably, I think, a st- be great. I think that's also like, that's what I started doing. And it was, it was like I had to give it up to to um, start making YouTube videos, and it's like I would have to be just going to open mics and starting. That's okay. Do it. My teeth, and that and that's fine. It, that's a, also a whole other. It's just a whole other world. You well, gotta get in. But do you really want to? Would you want? You really do. I need. Still? I, need I need a way to like be creative without having to like worry about like I gotta shoot a thing. I gotta good. You know? So you do want to do stand up? I you would still love do. To. Yeah. Because I think, like, worrying about, like, oh, I've got to, like, distance myself from the YouTube. Like, that's just a story in your head. Like, just Yeah, no, that, that is. 2019. That's producing. one of the stories in 2019. My head. Relationship, flourishing and thriving. Stand up. Everything's producing great. stuff. I think I've positioned myself. Uh, I love it. I, lo- I love where I'm at um, mentally and physically and, like, uh, and I'm, and I'm sober. Oh, oh, he's so. You guys, uh, I don't know if you've heard yeah, of it. Things are, uh, yeah, things yeah. are really great. Sober. And my dog just great. turned seven, and my parents live close, and my mom makes me food, and like, <gasps> my dad drives over and drops it off, and like oh I'll God. go over there for dinner. Jesus. Everything, everything is, and I got a great girlfriend. Things are, and my brother's great. Love that he's brother. Got a great career. He's got a great girlfriend. Things are so good. I and know. it's like, okay, I, I should be able to like look, look at that and, and be. Like stoked for myself, um, and you just said the. But love I'll Lexi. find a way not to be. No, oh. you just said the love Alexi move. podcast. I gotta get. I gotta no. do something. You just said the love Alexi podcast, and I think that's the smartest so thing you've done all year. You. It was so great seeing you too. You look amazing in your jeans. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to meet your girlfriend next time she visits. There'll yeah, be no time oh, for that. I will. I'll bring her. I'll just bring send her me by. a photo. Just, I'm not. You're not going to charge us for Big Sister. I'm, no, no. I'll charge you. Free. I'll do. Uh, you know, I'll just charge you one fee for both of you at the same time. That'll be great. We'll just do via Skype. Just send me a picture of her. I want to say hello. Okay. Um. God, anything else to, you know? No, thanks so much. Thanks. It was really great seeing you. Thank you for being on my show. Bye, Kasim. Bye. Bye.